does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. All right, welcome in on this Friday, hanging out with you. It's the Wake Up Call, broadcasting live from the drivehubler.com studios. Another snowy morning. How did the Pacers win that and everything in between? He's Kevin Bowen. I'm Andy Sweeney. Mark Dighton producing today's effort. Fellas, I, I guess we're going to have to play traffic guy again. Mm-hmm. Commute uh, roundtable, yeah. right, to lead <laughs> off? Yeah, I think we'll probably have to do that. And then KB made it the entire way last night into the wee hours of the morning, nearly one a.m. Uh, to watch the Pacers go in and beat the Kings. I caught up this morning. A good morning to you guys. And yeah, snowy conditions. Hopefully uh, everyone keeps it slow and steady. 10-2 and two this morning around Indianapolis. Honestly, my favorite Pacers win of the season. If you did not stay up for it, you will miss that disappointment. You will not miss the stress of the final two minutes Ooh. and watching the Pacers Ooh. try to break a press, though. That was certainly... Uh, reminiscent of, I think, Purdue at times, trying to break a press here in recent years. But nonetheless, again, I, in, in my opinion, I, I, I think the best win of the season when you factor in all the context around last night. But I do think, like we did, what was that, Wednesday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever it was, let's do share <laughs> our commute stories. I would say this, um, I almost seems like the roads might be getting worse kind of as the morning has moved along. Now, I don't think it's going to last too, too long, but um, I, I the roads were not clear for me by any means, and the commute was definitely longer. It was not uh, you know absurdly longer by any means, but uh, the roads were a bit dirty, to say the least, and it looks like from the delay closing list, I just chatted mm-hmm. with the, our folks over at WIBC, it is growing. So, again, if you've got any sort of school delay closing you know, stuff on your mind here on this Friday morning, check that out. And I would say your morning commute, at least for me, um, you know, just north of Indianapolis, uh, a little bit longer this morning. Yeah, and we'll keep up. Uh, I know we did this on Wednesday. We'll keep up our friends, IBC's traffic. So at WIBC Traffic on Twitter, uh, they're consistently, constantly, I should say, uh, updating. It seems like it's prime spin-out type weather. Does that make sense? Where you, you do a little you do a little spin? Yeah, there's just fishtail. I I would love to use a word that Chuck Pagano used with us early in the seven o'clock hour yesterday. Uh-oh. What word's that? There's just more, you know, hold your tongue and say ship on the ground this morning. <laughs> and, and and I say that like on roads that are usually pretty clear for me. Um, Mark, I know your commute from the west side, you, you said it wasn't as bad maybe as it was earlier in the week. For I you. love you, KB, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, th- I had to let Chuck talk. Yeah, real that, quick. that's where I thought you were going. I was like, huh. uh, he yeah. had several. Yeah. Honestly, he you did pick from. He yesterday. did. He did. Seventy four wasn't great. Four sixty five wasn't great. But I got to eastbound seventy, and it was like the yard of bricks. I could have got out and kissed that thing. It, <laughs> nice. was, it was immaculate. So if you're driving on seventy you eastbound, oh, you what are is that man doing sailing. on this Friday morning? Uh-huh. Yeah. Ma- Mark's right. Even like downtown, you know, I'm coming from the Irvington area. It's like, is is this the lane or is that the lane? Yeah, it is guess the lane. It's my favorite game. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's guess the lane. So you just you stay behind. You never want to be first in line because you know everyone's going to be following you. You don't want to be the guy guessing the lane. You want to be the guy behind the guy guessing the lane. And you definitely don't want anybody (laughs) you know coming at you from the other direction. So certainly give a little extra time here on this Friday morning. Again, I think the list of delays is starting to grow a little bit. So if you know some school corporations are kind of making a last minute decision here, obviously we'll keep you posted on Friday night basketball. Anything on that end, Greg Gregshaw going to join. 
join us coming up at 8.30. We did discuss, though, before the show started, we thought, you know what? For those tuning in early here at 7.03, now 7.04 on this Friday morning, let's give a little reward. So as we've done quite often here as of late, we do have a pair of tickets to the Butler game tomorrow. There we go. At 4 o'clock. There's a reason why I'm not naming the opponent, Andy Sweeney, because I would like for the pair of tickets to go to someone that calls in right now, 317-239-1070. Give me the nickname. Give Mark Dykton the nickname of the opponent for Butler tomorrow. Okay. It's a big game. 317-239-1070. They definitely need a win on that. Speaking of needing a win, that goes without saying, Indiana at Wisconsin tonight. Andy Sweeney, you know the last time IU has won at the Kohl Center? <laughs> I Every year I hear this stat, and I never remember the stat, but I remember thinking, damn, that's a long time. So I don't want to get too much into you know hygiene or maybe personal growth, but I'll speak for myself here. Uh, there was no hair on my armpits the last time <laughs> IU won at Wisconsin. Okay, and I don't so how speak, many years has that been? I don't want to speak for you, but I might be willing to bet that you were lacking in that area <laughs> Probably. the last time. Uh, it's great. Did you? If you're driving around today and you're you're doing this commute or you're trying to call Mark Dighton, did you have hair uh, under your armpits the last time Indiana went to Wisconsin and won a basketball game? Yes or no? It's a fair question. <laughs> the year would be 1998, the last time Indiana oh, has won. I was 14, so I probably had I probably had something. At yes, Wisconsin. That is 19. <laughs> straight losses in Madison. That is 8.30 tonight. The Badgers favored by 10.5. But again, I, I'm going to go back to last night. It, 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 uh, name an email. Um, again, I, I thought it was my favorite one of the season. And for those that maybe just totally tuned out to the Pacers last night, I get it. 10 o'clock tip, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Andy, the injury report was no Halliburton, no Neesmith, no Nemhard. Uh, obviously, Bruce Brown, Pascal Siakam, everybody involved in the trade, still not ready. I guess Bruce Brown played last night. Sounds like Pascal Siakam, maybe tonight. We'll, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, Isaiah Jackson leaves due to concussion. Right. Uh, Jalen Smith is puking yeah. at one point in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. And they was, came back in the game and was scoring buckets, the, grabbing rebounds. I feel like every NBA team has one of these nights a year where it's just like, Ten guys are available, maybe nine. You know, the G leaguers are needing to play 25, 30 minutes. It's just a wild night. Guys being asked to be in roles that they've never sniffed uh, all season long. And the Pacers were incredible, really against a healthy Kings team as well. They were in control, I would say, for the entire game. The final score will not give an indicator of just how much I thought the Pacers were in control. McConnell was a treasure per usual. Matherin was a great lead catalyst guy for them. And I could list off you know, another handful of guys that played outstanding. Uh, again, my favorite win of the season. And Andy, I think one where you kind of got to steal a couple. Because remember, you lost those home games against teams that you felt like you should have beat. Last night was no one expected the Pacers to win that game. They go into Sacramento, and they get it done. In fact, I would say this out of just about any game. In fact, you know what? I'll go back to early in the season. I'll look up the exact date. The Boston Celtics game where they didn't have Halliburton. Remember that game where they allowed 150 points and it wasn't a close game? What was that like? I mean, that was in the first, what, month of the right, season right, right, or right. so. Uh, we looked at it. In fact, I'm going to go back. It was Wednesday, November 1st. It was the fourth game of the year. You know, they sat some guys, especially Halliburton, and they got beat down 155-104. Now, Sacramento, I, don't, I didn't view them as being that good, but I viewed... 
the chance of the Pacers winning last night to be so freaking low. I mean, I know you had to, right, going into that game. And you know who else did? The Sacramento Kings had to feel that way. Their fan base had to feel that way. And you're exactly right. The Pacers were the better team for, what, 46 of the 48 minutes? And the final minute or two did remind you of a team giving up a big lead in the NCAA tournament, didn't it? It was. All the other games have ended, and now everybody is yeah. watching that game. It was a feel of, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, does the slipper still fit in for fact, Gus Johnson? In fact, Quinn Buckner on the TV, on Bally's on the TV broadcast, like, like I, you know, I, I like Quinn, but... Every time the Kings were scoring there, he's like, it's okay, it's okay. And then the Pacers would come down, miss a shot. You know, McConnell had one on the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, Matherin drives and doesn't score. Yeah, Quinn and, sounded and, like me yeah. when Max was learning how to <laughs> exactly. walk. Exactly. He's it's like, okay, it's buddy, okay, get up. it's okay. Just go play defense. Don't allow an easy bucket. And then, you know, a, a Kings player flies to the and bucket and the scores. Ball. I guess, for those that miss it, the Kings had the ball down three with a chance they to actually They scored like 11 straight, 13 straight at, at one point. And, and the they, Pacers played the foul game Yes, they three. did, which I thought was a was, – they, they executed that well. They, they did. did that in the first half and the second half. So, no, I mean, it wasn't you know, they always say next man up. This was not even that. Jairus Walker had, I mean, this was his, you could say, coming out party, but I think he gave you glimpses of what he can be, uh, but I can't remember how many times we've seen Ben Shepard play. Well, Ben Shepard was the first guard off the bench, comes in, bangs a three, is I think a first trip down, just uber confident. You know, the thing, the more I watch Walker, Andy, first off, that dude is not seeing a three that he doesn't like. I mean, he he is, uh, you know, I feel like when you label a guy kind of a gunner from three, it, it comes with a bit of a negative connotation. But, like, he is a confident, confident three-point shooter. Yes, he is. And I don't think that was one of the first things we talked about him exiting Houston. Granted, at Houston, you know, they had some really good guards that they certainly leaned on. Uh, but, again, Walker, to me, he does just have really nice feel. I mean, certainly there is polish to his game that's needed. But there's, I think there's a lot to work with. And... That word feel, like, I've always felt this about the Pacers, probably why I was so bullish on them at the start of the season, because the deeper you go on the bench, you don't lose that. Like, even the guys that played last night, I guess we're on this NCAA tournament analogy, Andy, it kind of reminded me of the mid-major team that's filled with a bunch of four-year guys, and... They just know how to play. And again, last night, it's not like these guys are used to necessarily playing together. But when you watch them move the ball offensively, when you watch them space the floor, when you watch them be unselfish, like all of them check those boxes. Yeah, they, they, really. weren't, they weren't overwhelmed until until the very until the very end where, you know, if that game has another 45 seconds. Yeah, I mean, they were up, it, I think it was, they happened. were up 16 with two minutes to yeah. go for those kind of confused by maybe where we are coming from. And now tonight, it's a back to back. It's Portland. When I saw the injury report last night and the amount of guys missing, Andy, there was a little bit of me, and we'll see what happens tonight. I'm like, are the Pacers semi kind of saying, all right, if one or two of you are going to be out, let's make it three or four and let's put more of our eggs in the Portland basket? Uh, that's a tad tinfoil hat by me, but I'm kind of thinking, well, if Siakam plays tonight, right? You know, Halliburton again was questionable last night, right. did not play. Do you limp him another game? You know, give him another couple say, days? All right, sure. Let's you know whatever. Let's commit to the young guys against the better opponent on this back to back. That would be Sacramento, and then tonight in Portland, maybe you commit to more of having you know able bodies ready. And Portland again on paper, granted they beat you earlier in the season, they are the easier opponent. That was a thought that I had, but. Um, Mark Spears, national uh, NBA writer, 
who seems to be pretty plugged into the Siakam camp because he's the one that had the quote from Siakam's agent after the trade. He indicated last night Siakam is going to play tonight. Um, Again, no official word on that, but certainly tonight, Portland, could it be the Halliburton return? (laughs) Could it be Siakam's debut? Uh, One more game after this on the West Coast trip. That would be Phoenix on Sunday. Nonetheless, Andy, let's say Halliburton comes back tonight. Three and two without him. That deserves, you know, streaking around the circle. Oh, uh, no. I mean, what we talked about, would you take two and four on this road trip? And that's before we yeah. even thought Halliburton would three sniff. three and five when Halliburton sniff. went down, right. thinking he'd miss the two right. weeks. Right now, uh, it's they, three they and They beat two. Washington. They beat Atlanta. They take care of that. They go out west. They've won a couple games. No, now I'm getting greedy. Now I want to beat Portland. By the way, the ESPN prediction, a matchup prediction, has a 67% chance of the Pacers winning tonight. We'll see who plays. Uh, they've had injuries there. Shaden Sharp, DeAndre Aiden. Of course, the Pacers, you have no idea who's going to play, you know, Siakam will be there. Will Halliburton play? What about Isaiah Jackson? I didn't see anything from last night. Did you about his shot to the head? I mean, did, did no, they I mean, say would, anything after the game? Yeah, he only played I five assume minutes. With the concussion that he's going to he's, miss, he's going to miss some time. So. And again, Jalen Smith puking. You know, different parts are in yeah. the game, and, and he then played coming a out, big big role for them the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, so. it, it was like I said, it wasn't even like a next man up because some of these guys. It's the next next man up. It's well, the second row next of the up. team. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Last night was a good win. Uh, it was not one uh, that I expected at all. And we said, hey, could you be two and four out west? And now let's get a little greedy. Let's go be three and three. You mentioned Siakam. Uh, the only Siakam sound we have is he got off the private jet yesterday. Did you see that? I did. And he got uh-huh. on Instagram. So I don't know if that was his phone or the Pacers. Give him a phone say, hey, here you go. Uh, here's Pascal Siakam off right off the private jet getting ready to, I guess, you know, take his physical. What up, what up, Peace Nation, man, it's your boy Pascal, um, just landed, I know you see the plane, just touched down, um, super excited, can't wait to meet all you guys, um, and I'm just super excited, man, let's get it, go Pacers. So there you go, we may play tonight, you ever been in a private jet before? You ever uh, did that private jet life? I, I that PJ have. life? Yes. Yeah, the, when I when, when I worked for the Colts, I <laughs> right. was fortunate a few times to travel on uh, on the Ursay family. I guess plural. It's probably jets for them. Um, <laughs> the yeah. fleet the, the fleet that they have. I like that. Yes. Now Siakam, <laughs> uh, you know, again, I, I guess for those unfamiliar with his background, born in Cameroon, uh, played at New Mexico State. We talked about his brother playing at IUPUI. All of his brothers kind of kind of playing a little bit of a lower level college basketball there. Uh, Bruce Brown did play last night, so I, I don't know if you're trying to like check the box of like, okay, when do guys pass their physicals? Are they available to play? You know, seemingly. Granted, it is a long flight out to Portland. I mean, there's definitely a chance he plays tonight in Portland. Again, Mark Spears, national NBA writer, said that he would. So we'll await kind of confirmation on that. It is midway point of the season, though, with last night's win. That is 24 and 17. So. My 45-win bet. You're Mark good Dyke right now. You just played the cha-ching yeah. sound. <laughs> You're good, good to don't go. Know PJ Life will ever be in my future ever again, but maybe another private jet. Nonetheless, uh, it, it we, might be. I'm sure you have thousands on that over-under. Uh, might be able to buy an extra candy yeah, bar there you go. on the way home today. By the way, Bruce Brown, 15 points, 7 rebounds, couple assists in 25 minutes. Uh, the Raptors did lose to the Bulls. The Bulls did no booing of any widows or anything else. Everything was fine last night, By the way, uh, but you, they did beat the Raptors. Have you seen the start that OG and Anobis had at the Knicks? Yeah, are they? Boy, I want to feel like at one point they were like six and zero with him. They played a couple games since then. There, yeah, it's like I, I, I don't know, eight and two, something like that with him, but. The defensive effort that they're giving out, like they're turning back the clock. They're like routinely ho- holding teams to 
less than 100, less than 105 with him. I'm like, who does this? In modern day, well, the coach is Tom Thibodeau, NBA. Yeah, if there's and, any coach that that would uh, that, that might do that, uh, it would be him. Just quickly to set up the, sh- uh, the show, Ross Tucker. We're going to talk some NFL with him. Always love Ross. We'll talk with him at eight o'clock. Greg Rakestraw. We'll talk with him at eight thirty. Uh, do you guys have your picks? Do you, do you think you know who's going to advance this weekend in the NFL? We'll do that at about nine o'clock. And then I did talk to our guy Scotty. We had a, we had a staff meeting yesterday. He looked at me. and He goes, "We're going to be able to get to a pop quiz." You think this week? And I go, we'll do it on Friday. So a freebie Friday on the pop quiz coming your way at about 9.30. A pair of tickets to the Indy Golf Expo. Again, for anybody that is just waking up with us here on this Friday morning, I think at least for myself and I think Mark and Andy as well, commute's going to take a little longer. Roads are not clear uh, by any means. I didn't think they were awful. I don't want to act like it was double the time for my commute or anything like that. But certainly keep an eye on that. Plan for a little bit more here to close out the week. And certainly if any sort of schools are involved in your morning routine, check the delay and closing list. Mark will retweet WIBC and that link uh, for you. You can check that out on our Twitter page, the Wake Up Call, KB and Andy. Ross Tucker talking NFL playoffs at 8. Greg Rakestraw at 8.30. More on the Pascal Siakam news and one particular pacer you might not think of. Uh, he clearly is a big, big fan of. We'll share that coming up as well. Thanks for spending this Friday morning with us. The Morning Checkdown, brought to you by the Barbasol Horizon League Basketball Championships. March starts here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, March 11th and 12th. All right, let's get it going on your morning check down. Pacers winners last night, 126-121. I should mention, KB, the first half, they scored 34 in the first quarter, 36 in the second quarter. They had been nine straight quarters before last night without scoring over 30 points. We mentioned that a couple times uh, this week, you know, without Halliburton and all the injuries, but a great start. And again, 126-121, your final. Jairus Walker, Ben Shepard playing huge minutes. Maybe a coming out party for Jarris Walker. Post game, Rick Carlisle on his rookies. They played like veterans. Um, they played smart, tough, aggressive. Um, this environment got wild and crazy. Um, they kept poised, re- remained aggressive, um, and made uh, key play after key play. So, you know, hats off to them. They worked very hard. Um, they put in some tough hours in the G League, some tough travel, etc. And uh, but tonight it it really paid off. And uh, those two guys are 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 respected in the locker room, but their the level of respect rose, um, you know, really to another level um, tonight after this game. So uh, very happy for those two guys. You know, when he said wild and crazy, I thought back to I used to love that show, Wild and Crazy Kids. You guys ever watched that? <laughs> it's a great show. Yeah, I remember that show yeah. back in the day, yeah. right up right before Global Guts. I might need to dial that up. <laughs> Climbing the aggro crag. <laughs> what was with the green slime? What am I thinking of there? That's Nickelodeon's Double oh, Dare. Yes, Double the Dare, slime. Yeah. Double Dare, maybe. What? Oh yeah, I think Wasn't I think the show was Summer Sanders. It, oh yeah, as well? that was yeah. Uh, and there was, was a guy a and there too. was a guy named Mark with a C, just like yeah, you. Mark I think. Summers. Yeah, Mark I, Summers. I, I was taping it. of what would you do when I went to? Were you named after Mark Summers? <laughs> I wish I was. He's a, he's a he's at our 
annual meetings of Marshall C's. <laughs> I was about to say, let's just let's just start that rumor that that's exactly what you were. Didn't didn't Minshew slime somebody, or did Pittman yeah. slime Minshew this year? I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think Minshew got slime late yeah. in the year. He looks yeah, like yeah, the yeah. guy that would would be okay with being one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Again, my favorite Pacers win of the season. We'll continue to touch uh, more on that outstanding performance, considering the injury report and everything that went into. That victory, midway point of the season, 24-17. and 17. Again, as someone that needs 45 wins or more. It's a good one Very for you. Very pleased with the first half of the year. And we'll see tonight. It sounds like a definite possibility that not only Tyrese Halliburton might make his return, again, was questionable last night, but Pascal Siakam uh, could play against Portland tonight. Again, 10 o'clock tip. Uh, the Pacers will uh, conclude their West Coast trip in Phoenix on Sunday. <laughs> Figure it out, the Summer Sanders and Nickelodeon. Figure show. it out. That was that a great show. Right. <laughs> yeah, I always liked Summer Sanders. Yeah, I did as too. Well. Uh, <laughs> speaking of places you like, <laughs> certainly has not been the Cole Center for the Indiana Hoosiers tonight at eight thirty on Fox Sports One. The Badgers of Wisconsin favored by ten and a half. Again, Andy Sweeney, no armpit hair for Kevin Bowen. The last time Indiana has won in Madison, that would be nineteen ninety eight. 19 straight losses on the road against the Badgers. I would say Wisconsin has been one of the very pleasant and honestly probably very few surprises in the Big Ten this season. They got off to a 5-0 and start in conference play. They did lose uh, at Penn State, which Penn State is not very good. Uh, they did lose at Penn State earlier this week. Uh, outside of Chucky Hepburn, who I feel like has been there for 10 years, I don't know if I know anybody on Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about Wisconsin, but their other losses are good losses. You know college basketball loves their good losses when we start talking about resumes. Tennessee, I think Providence is not a bad team. Arizona was number one in the country when they lost there. So, I, yeah, I mean, Indiana, They got the on. transfer from St. John's that has been very good for them, A.J. Store. They're pretty big in the front court, so again, you know, how does Indiana, you know, is that an advantage for them on paper, et cetera, et cetera? Well, you know the story of this game, though. To, uh, you're going to have to get ready. You're going to get ready, IU fans. Robbie Hummel on the call tonight uh, on FS. Does Hummel do every Big Ten game? <laughs> I don't know. And, He's and a I'm Big not Ten guy. I love him, but I'm like, oh my gosh, does the man ever get a night off? Yeah, so that's 8.30. Our coverage beginning at 7.30. Purdue, Iowa, Saturday. That tip-off at 2 o'clock. Butler, you mentioned, hosting DePaul Saturday at 4. Did we ever find? We got a winner, right? Yeah, for the pretty Dep- much right out of the gate. Corey, right? Corey. Hey, good Good for Corey. Corey with a K. I We've don't know got, if they have meetings for Corey's with K's. I'm sure they do. There's a lot of Butler Saturday games, so Hinkle will be a fun spot tomorrow. They've got Villanova coming up a week from Saturday. I assume that'll be pretty darn close to a sellout. Uh, all right, NFL playoffs getting you set for this weekend. We'll preview more of this with Ross Tucker coming up, one of our favorites here at 8 o'clock. Uh, Andy, if you had to watch one game, one game only, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's still Chiefs, Bills, uh, Packers, and Niners. You know, the great weather out there in SoCal, and the kind of like that and, one. And, and, I want to see what Jordan and, Love yeah, can and do in the jerseys, those historic Packer jerseys and historic Niner jerseys uh, is always a good one. But I mean, don't you feel like there's more on the line, especially like if you ask me, the team that has the most on the line this weekend, I'd probably say the Buffalo Bills. So that's why I'd go. Chiefs Bills, but it's slight, slight. Texans Ravens will get things started on Saturday. Both one seeds tomorrow. So again, Texans at Ravens, that's nearly a double digit 
underdog for Houston. Same thing with Green Bay at San Francisco. That's the night game on Saturday. And then Sunday. Cannot wait to see the scene with Eminem and everybody in Detroit. That is 3 o'clock. Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. Talk about some resurrections <laughs> for there. For a chance for the NFC Championship Literally, game. One of those men will be playing to go to the Super God Bowl. God bless them. Next week. And then the final game of the weekend is Chiefs-Bills. As we've said all week long, the stat is still astonishing. The first road game and Patrick Mahomes' NFL playoff career. 15 games he's played at home uh, in the playoffs or in neutral sites. So uh, we'll see about the weather. Uh, I saw they were asking for people again to shovel, shovel, shovel. Doesn't sound like maybe as bad at least on Sunday. Like we're not talking cancellation or right. postponement. Here. Ah, it's just a couple feet in Buffalo. That's nothing. That is absolutely. They can, they can knock that out pretty quick. Nothing. Uh, just a couple quick notes. Bill O'Brien got the OC job at Ohio State. I don't know if you saw that. We just talked so about. Ryan Day is giving up play calling uh, duties. I, it looks that way. I mean, you otherwise why would you bring you know Bill O'Brien in? So uh, Bob is going to be heading there to Columbus, and then super sexy Cliff Kingsbury interviewing oh, yeah. for the Bears OC mm-hmm. position yesterday. So good for him. I said they. <laughs> They're turning jeans. over every rock, and they the rock went from the United States to Thailand. Well, you know, Matt Eberflus, somebody say, you want to bring in Mrs. for an interview as well? I just want to make sure the family feels good about coming to Chicago here. Oh, I'm getting got, man. like I said, there's there's already the fake Twitter stuff going on. People are like, oh, it says Frank Reich got hired, and like, no, no, that's not the real Adam Schefter and all that. We're in we're in fake tweet season. Remember so. Ad Darn Schefter because the R in the end looked oh, like got, an M. Yep. That was like three years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember people get like it got really, really mad about that. Like it's a fa- it's fake news. It's, it's like it's Twitter. It's funny. I love Twitter. Yeah, I do too. It's Twitter. Speaking it's funny. of things, I love. I love the NFL Combine in Indy for another year. This was announced late yesterday. Another one-year extension, so that is through 2025. We'll be out there. Uh, what about a month and a week? Yeah, uh, we'll be out there for the Combine coming up end of February into early March. I, I'm just bring your credential, Andy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'm not going to pull a query. Don't do worry. Do you know who I am? Um, I love that the Combine is here in Indianapolis, and more than anything, I just. Thank you to the NFL for like looking at one event and saying we don't have to be the ultimate greed, you know, monsters with this. As a country, we can't agree on anything. (laughs) If there's one thing we can agree on, (laughs) it's the entire NFL world saying, no, keep the combine in Indianapolis. All the GMs, all the head coaches say it annually. I'm glad that this continues to be the case. It has been here since 1987. Uh, just to tease, I have a thought on the combine. We're already, it's already 732, so I don't want to give it now. I have a thought on the combine. I agree with you, but I think the NFL may go greedy. Plus, uh, Bob Myers, the former architect of the Golden State Warriors, had some interesting thoughts on Pascal Siakam. I want to get to that as well. Yeah, and I will add on that. I've got a TJ McConnell confession. Oh, I, I like a confession. With you as well. Commute in on this Friday morning. Definitely a little bit longer. Roads are not awful, but I would not say they are clear either. Keep an eye on that. Check out the delays and closings list. Again, WIBC, we retweeted that link. Check that out if uh, that involves your Friday morning plans. Thanks for spending it with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love 
hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is the wake-up call. Yeah, it's a feel-good Friday hanging out with you. DriveHubler.com Studios wake-up call here on the fan on this Friday. Ross Tucker going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. A great Pacers win last night. Bob Myers of ESPN had some interesting thoughts on the Siakam trade. I want to get to that. The combine at least for another year through 2025 is staying here in Indy. I have some thoughts on that. I'm sure you guys do as well. But before the break... A confession, a T.J. McConnell confession from Kevin Bowen. So it's 740. That's what I need to get my morning going is a confession. So what do you got for us? Let's go. You know, he is such a treasure. Uh, and, and I was reminded of that for, you know, the umpteenth time last night watching him out there. And, you know, I thought to myself, okay, you know, whatever. As a young father, you know, what, what do you want your kids to be when they grow up? You know, <laughs> okay. you certainly want Max Bowen to be. Uh, he, you want him to be respectful. You want him to treat women in the right way. You know, you want him to be a loyal friend. I'd love for him to have uh, great golf course uh, etiquette. A, no, and IQ. A, Notre Dame, a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, well, yeah. A, a fighting friend, Irish. Fix your divots. <laughs> that goes without saying. The last part, Notre Dame basketball fandom is a non-starter. He'll be out of the house very early if uh, that is not there. I I also want him to play basketball like T.J. McConnell. Okay. Right, and I explain. Now, now I mean, jump McConnell's shot a good wise, player. Okay. Hopefully, he gets his mom's jumper. Um, again, I, I I'm not worried about the jump shot. If you grow up in Indiana, there's no way you don't have uh, a successful jump shot. But damn, Andy, that dude! It, it, it's just um, it's a joy to watch him. It, it's a joy to watch him on both ends of the floor. Um, the pace he plays with, the decision making. You know, obviously, it's a lot of cliche words, but. They also define him, like the craftiness to it, you know, how he knows kind of angles and positions on the floor. And uh, he can sense really well, I feel like, when he has that slight advantage and how to take advantage oh, he of can, that. He can get to the bucket. He had a play last night, was it around Sabonis, where he did the dribble to the right baseline, spun left. That was had, beautiful. Had the reverse. Yeah. Got, he missed it, he but, he got the one. Yeah, yeah. but he got yeah. fouled and went to the went to the line. Yeah, there was another play. I forget if it was Malik Monk or Keegan Murray on him, which obviously Monk and Murray much taller than him, and he just used the rim beautifully and was able to also get to the line there. Uh, again, it's just such an absolute joy watching him play. And boy, on a night like last night, when you don't have Halliburton, when you don't have Nemhard, man, did you need him? I mean, you needed him. And I thought Buddy Heald actually, and I say actually because you don't think of assists for Buddy mm-hmm. Heald. He passed the ball. Um, yeah, He did a really nice job with that. But boy, I hope Max Bowen plays like TJ McConnell. He has really a do. he has a little flip of the hair too. Does McConnell at the, the yeah? When he, I don't care when he gets about the hair. Uh, Max, I don't know if we can get a two for one with we grow hair Indy for Max one day. Hey, your hair's looking good by the way. When you take the hat off, Thank, I, yeah. I can I can absolutely oh, well. tell uh, that it's yeah, I, absolutely it's looking it good. It's modern flowing. day Jesus, is, yeah. It, it, modern day what Jesus. you're looking at here? That'll be yes. by summer 2024. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. certainly. Uh, but it looks good. No, McConnell. I don't he know is, how I'm going to rank those. You know, uh, being a loyal friend. <laughs> Uh, being respectful, treating women right, right wanting to right. play basketball like T.J. McConnell. Yeah, fighting I, I Irish, I, right. I might have to re-rank those at times, but gosh, what a joy. I, I will say this, covering this team, this is my first, you know, obviously my first year covering this team. McConnell is more valuable 
than I thought before the season. And he has had games where he he's had stretches. He's had weeks where he hasn't played. Forget about playing three or four minutes where he hasn't played. And then, boom, you can throw him in the starting lineup. Rick Carlisle has to feel uh, he has to feel comfortable when he puts him in the game. There's like a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a backup quarterback feel to it, but there's just a calming influence knowing he is on your roster. And I think the thing too with a guy like Nemhard, because that, that was the question, okay, are you stunting Andrew Nemhard at all mm-hmm. by playing McConnell as much as you do? The thing about Nemhard is, again, he could be a nice option off the ball. Off the like ball, he yeah. does not have to it's be a mid-range game, sure. that every night point guard. And Again, to use a backup quarterback analogy, I almost feel like having a third point guard, if you want to label McConnell as that, it's just kind of necessary over 82 nights. You, you, you inevitably have one of these nights. And again, last night, there was some trade deadline stuff that influenced the Pacers' lack of availability. But, you know, Halliburton and, and Nemard were both hurt. Like, even if you did have uh, Siakam last night or, you know, you hadn't done the trade yet and Bruce Brown is still playing for you, you know, you would have needed a point guard to handle all of that. So... Uh, I will say it all morning long. Last night was my favorite win of the season. When, when you look at the availability, when you look at what Sacramento had, the West Coast trip nature to it, Buddy Heald's getting booed on every touch back in Sacramento. Uh, that was such a beautiful night of basketball by a lot of guys that were in roles, Andy, that they probably won't be in the rest of this season, frankly. Uh, just a great, great win by Indiana last night. Yeah, you got to see some young guys step up. Shepard Walker, obviously Jarris Walker, everyone's watching. Last one before we get to this sound. In the month of January, how many minutes per game do you think TJ McConnell's playing? I just looked it up. Just oh, in God. just in January. Uh 26. 22. I mean, that's a lot of that's I mean, of course there's some games where he's What was he last night? Uh he was 33 last night. So obviously really? that I thought he played more than yeah, that. Yeah, he was 33 minutes, 19 Utah, 19 Denver, 25 Atlanta, 22 uh, Washington. So he's vital to this team, and he's been good this season. All right, I want to play these two clips for you. Uh, I, I think, and I'll list them here in a second, I think there's two reasons. I want to play a piece of sound, and then I want to give you two reasons, and we'll play another piece of sound. This is from Bob Myers of ESPN. We talked so much yesterday about Siakam and the trade and you know the flexibility that they did give up with the flexibility that remains to make another move and you know we we did our Siakam conversation yesterday and then after the show I got thinking there's there are two kind of sitting in front of our face here two other reasons maybe why the Pacers did it before we get to that quickly here's Bob Myers yesterday on the Woj podcast uh talking about the Siakam trade now Bob Myers is one of the architects of the Golden State Warriors and what they built with Clay Thompson and Curry and Draymond and everything else. So take a listen. It's about 40 seconds, and then I'll play something else for you as well. It was the hole they needed. If you talk to Kevin Pritchard, that was what they were looking for, a wing that could score, defend. I mean, Siakam's the best one on the market, the best one that I think was attainable for this Pacers team. Um, but as far as, as far as what do they look like now, a better version of what they were. I don't think it changes them entirely, but I do think they become a team that should maybe have designs on a second round, uh, possibly if they can get up to that 4-5 or five seed, but they've given the Bucks problems, as everybody knows. Uh, Siakam probably helps him defensively. It doesn't hurt him offensively. So it's fine. And, and again, Indiana, even with cap space, I'm not sure they were getting a better player uh, in free agency, so they decided to kind of take away the unknown and go get Siakam. 
All right, so I think I think all that's fair, right? And we understand what could have been available in free agency. They get to cut the line now to get a deal done, a help on defense, uh, perhaps just a little bit. We know offensively Siakam's good. Now, the two reasons that I wanted to throw your way that we could talk about here is we've talked about this team being ahead of schedule. And I think you looked at that and said, hey, they're a little bit ahead of schedule. Does that mean that we wait, right? I mean, that's been one thing you've talked about. Or do you go for it? I think that's ultimately what the Pacers decided. And the other thing, and he mentioned it a little bit there, is, you know, how many guys are actually going to be available? This position is hard to find guys that are just readily available. So take a listen. Here's Bob Myers and Woj talking about Siakam. Finding a small forward in this modern NBA is almost impossible. You know, if you don't draft the guy, getting one in free agency, there just aren't any. So this was the path, this was the way, and then they executed it. You you said it earlier, Bob, and it's, it's very simple, but people sometimes don't understand how hard it is to acquire a very good player. I'm not sure Siakam's a great player, but he's a two-time All-Star. He's a very good player. And especially that position, they are hard to get. Oh, yeah. Well, no doubt. I am hard because everybody wants them, right? They fit every team. So if you're looking for a center um, or you're trying to trade a center, requires there's centers all over. There's one guy that plays center on your team, usually one guy. A wing player, like you take guys like Mikel Bridges, these guys, OG Anobi, that were traded, have high, higher value than the public might think because you can fit them on any team. It's funny, when we traded for, or we signed, it was a sign and trade, but in free agency, Gadi Gadala. A lot of people thought, this was in 2000, I think, 12. Mm-hmm. Why would you sign a Gadala? You've got Harrison Barnes. So our thinking was, you can never have enough wings. I think at the time, it was a little bit of a um, unique way of thinking. But our position was, let's get as many of these guys as we can and let them figure it out. That's what Siakam can be. He can be a three, four, um, multiple positions. You can plug him in. He can he can catch the ball. He can not. He can defend multiple positions. So that's why those guys carry so much value, and that's why they're so hard to attain. It was a really good listen. Yesterday, Bob Myers, like Andy said, the architect of, uh, of the Warriors, along with Adrian Wojnarowski. There was another clip in there that they had mentioned um, that basically the presence of Tyrese Halliburton allows the Pacers to play up a market in regards to these sorts of deals. And it was a really unique way, I thought, to describe what Halliburton means to this rebuild. And, you know, at times, Andy, I thought I was overdoing it a little bit with the Team USA stuff, but I'm even more bullish on it than ever of, I I truly think Halliburton allows the Pacers to do that. Where now, these sorts of moves become even more realistic, and the mutual interest from the other party is there. I mean, there's several things. We'll, we'll he- hear from Siakam, obviously, in the coming days. But there are several, you know, whatever, stories, um, national, local, with the Toronto angle of, like, Siakam having an immense amount of mutual respect for Indiana. Clearly, his agent made those public comments. And, you know, when I look at that Team USA from last fall, and guys like Paulo Boncaro, guys like Jaron Jackson Jr., guys like Mikhail Bridges, I-, I don't think it's that far-fetched to think at some point the Pacers could be 
a a in pursuit of some of those guys because sure. of Halliburton. Sure. And I know it's a lot to put on one guy. Well, and if they keep winning more, if Siakam comes in here and they jump up from sure. you know mid forties in wins yeah. to up into the fifties in wins. If you're showing up in April May to Bob sure. Myers point, you know, again, this is a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game in six years, hasn't won a series in nine years. Like, yes, you're gonna have to show up in April and May, but there is a real appeal to what is here. I did find this really interesting. Sam Amick from The Athletic had a story uh, on this deal yesterday, and he pointed out that Siakam was always a big fan of Miles Turner and wanting to play with Miles. And then I guess for those unfamiliar with Siakam's game or maybe unfamiliar with why that would be the case, Siakam is kind of an old-school four-man in a way. Like, you throw the ball into him in the post and you let him be crafty. You let him spin move. You let him use his length and be, you know, it's not a David West type of player. Like, he's going to face up and he's going to bang you and things like that. But again, he is a boom. You throw it into him Mm -hmm. in the post and you let him do his thing. Well, if you have a center that clogs up the paint and can't stretch the floor, that allows another defender to kind of hang by Siakam. Um, So Siakam has always coveted a guy like Turner because Turner can stretch the floor. He can space it a little bit. And, you know, when you, Andy, when you think about how many times Turner's been rumored with trades, Toronto's been kind of high atop the list. You know, the thinking of Toronto would want. That's a good point. They would want Turner, sure. So now all of a sudden he comes here and he's going to get that. And what does that do? And that might be something that, you know, when I listed my likes and questions of the trade back when I tweeted that out earlier in the week, on that like list was he's an elite scorer, creator from the four. He's a great passer. I might even be, even though. I was kind of bullish on that at the start. More of my questions were defensively aged, you know, three first-round picks and $250 million to, to to that type of player. Um, I might have undersold the offense, which part of me is like, can the offense even get better? Well, like, yeah, it, the it, offense is so already, good. We No, yeah, it's yeah. Already, yeah. It makes sense why you would think that. Such a historic rate. But I do think there are a lot of people, and Bob Myers said it, that look at his fit offensively with Turner Whatever. We'll see if Heald is here after the trade deadline. Like it, it could get to a higher ceiling because the spacing in Toronto wasn't the same that it's going to be here in Indiana. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it's first to 150, but, you know, if you can, if you're great at something and, and hell, you can, you know, it's like us, you know, hey, you're great. You're having a great radio show. Okay, how can you have a better radio show, right? And that's one reason. You know, I just, I just think for me, I just got thinking about it. It's like when you're, when, when I heard those conversations between Myers and Woj, I'm thinking, even though you have Halliburton, okay, even though you have him and he's locked up long term and it's a good young team and it's a it's a it's a good up and coming organization and Carlisle's won a championship and everything else, these types of guys are still hard to find. And I think that whether it's free agency or in trades, that I think that is a huge piece of this that the Pacers found, hey, this is a difficult type of player to find and he is absolutely attainable and then when you throw in my second point of you're ahead of schedule you know I'm not saying this against you but you've seen that as you you don't need to hurry they see it as let's pounce perhaps and I think those are two reasons and yesterday I wasn't concrete on this but now looking at it I think the expectation for them you may disagree with this to me it's being the five seed 
Okay, that that's okay. So I'm saying Boston, oh, Milwaukee. I, I would say at least. I mean, I said five or six seed at the start well, of the anyway, season. Well, anyway, so, well, I, I wasn't so sure of that. Yeah, okay. I, I so, guess. Uh, and so you know, those top three with Philly and Milwaukee. Even though you played so great against Milwaukee and Boston, I'm going to leave those alone. But then you get into Miami, New York, and Cleveland. I, I think one of those teams. I mean, the Knicks have been, you know, when they made the trade for OG Ananobi, that has done wonders for them. And you yeah, know, Miami, the, New York are starting to play yeah, a lot Miami, Miami has that championship medal. You know, they have that, hey, we're going to win some games here. I think, though, you you know, Cleveland, be better than them. Come on. I, I think one of those teams will end up being better than the Pacers or having a better record than the Pacers, but not all three of those teams. So I've settled in on, you know, they make this move. Perhaps they make another move, even if not, and but Buddy Heald is here. You know, I'm using him, or Obi Toppin is here for the remainder of the season. Uh, I think you're, if you're a Pacer fan, if you want to say four seed, I have no problem with that. But I've probably settled in now where instead of, yeah, it'd be nice to be the five seed, oh, no, now you're the five seed. Again, last night for me, it was my favorite win of the Pacers season. We'll certainly hit more on that throughout the show. We'll see if Pascal Siakam suits up tonight, if Tyrese Halliburton suits up tonight. There seems like there are some possibilities for that. It'll be 10 o'clock in Portland for that one. A lot of Pacers conversation throughout the show. On the other side, though, we have not talked a lot about the, the divisional round of the playoffs. One of our favorites. We'll throw some Colts questions his way as well. Ross Tucker joins us next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey, appreciate you joining us on this Friday, broadcasting live from the Drive, Hubler.com studios. KB and Andy hanging out with you on the wake-up call. Reminder, take it slow. I, I don't see, I'm looking at, at WIBC right now, Mark. I, I don't see too many issues on the road, but it's snowy. It's uh, Sounds like it's growing it, a little yeah, bit, though. Yeah, I, so. I, I don't want to curse it. It's only yeah. 8.01, so I don't want to do that, but we'll keep uh, you updated abreast of all the situations. There, should remind you as well, we will have on our air coming up tomorrow, Texans and Ravens, 4 o'clock right here uh, on the fan. Alright, let's talk some NFL. It is kind of a football Friday. Ross Tucker joining us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline at Ross Tucker NFL. You want to follow him on on Twitter. He's the host of the Ross Tucker football podcast. Always a great follow. Ross, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Yeah, my pleasure. Great to talk with you guys. I'm doing awesome. It sounds like it's snowing there because it's snowing here in uh, central Pennsylvania right now. I'm sure. I'm sure it's snowing uh, there in snowing Pennsylvania. At this point. Yeah, we have uh, a couple inches on the ground here. Not too bad, but you know how people drive when you get any snow on the uh, on the interstate. So that's what we're dealing with this morning. Before we dive into the coaching carousel, which is just you know off the hook right now, and obviously the four big games coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just locally here, you know, the Colts a couple plays away from making the playoffs, and you know we found out the next day could have won the AFC South. And they did so with uh, without Anthony Richardson for the most part. I guess let's start there. What did you make of the Colts' season and kind of going forward, the team that Chris Ballard's trying to put together here? Yeah, I mean, I guess you start with the head coach who 
it certainly seems like you got the right guy, and I'm not surprised by that. You guys know I do the Eagles preseason games on TV, and I do a lot of work for the Eagles, so I was around Shane quite a bit the last couple years, and really, really impressive. Certainly seemed like the Eagles uh, missed him this year, not having him to, to solve some of the issues that they were having, so that's a great place to start with having a head coach that you feel like is a is a is a future star and that you got the right guy. For him to be able to get the production that he got out of that offense this year without Richardson, with a backup in Minshew and with Jonathan Taylor out for as many games as he was and Moss getting hurt, I mean just to me really impressive. I thought the defense definitely took a step forward with Gus Bradley. The the big negative for the season, and you guys know this, is just not getting Anthony Richardson the game reps that everybody will tell you unanimously that he really needs, right? He's still raw. He's not that experienced in college. He needs to play, and he didn't really get a chance to play very much this year, unfortunately, because of the shoulder injury. And then there's a whole other component of that, which is, you know, it seems like he got hurt I mean, you guys would tell me, but did he get hurt three times in four games? I mean, I, was it two concussions? You'd have to go through. All I know is he got hurt multiple times in not that many games. And that's concerning because the running element is a big, big factor in what he brings. Yeah, it was actually four times in four games. Uh, what was it? Knee? I'm trying to think. Knee, ankle, concussion, shoulder, shoulder. And concussion yeah. as well. He is Ross Tucker, one of our favorites, of course, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. I want to stick kind of Colts AFC South related for one more, Ross. Um, which AFC South fan base should feel the best about their team moving forward? Oh, I mean, the Texans. Yeah, it's the Texans because. They very much exceed expectations this year, and they have a star quarterback. I mean, they they should feel as good, if not better, than you guys were feeling after Andrew Luck's rookie year. I mean, Stroud had a ridiculous year, and I really thought he could be a good player, but I thought he would struggle just because Things are so much harder than they are at Ohio State, you know, where all your receivers are first-round picks and your offensive tackles are both NFL starters, and it's just a lot a lot cleaner pockets. For Stroud to be this good this early and Will Anderson and what he's done, I, I would feel best right now if I'm a Texans fan. The Jags, you got to be concerned on a lot of different levels. The Titans are rebuilding. I think if you're the Colts, you feel pretty good. You just don't really know for sure, I guess, what you have in Anthony Richardson, which is the big question mark there. That and the and the injuries. Talking some NFL, Ross Tucker here with us on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Mike McCarthy keeps his job in Dallas. That was announced, what, yesterday, the day before. Uh, and then I know close to, to where you are, Nick Sirianni. Uh, good God, after going to the Super Bowl 10-1, and obviously it fell apart there down the stretch. Were you surprised at all by McCarthy keeping his job? And then what is your read of the situation there in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni? I guess I was a little surprised by the McCarthy thing, but not really. I kind of thought it was 50-50. I did think Jerry Jones 
at his age might be a little bit more impetuous and might want to uh, – it, it was such a bad loss that I thought he might react or overreact, depending, I guess, on your perspective, and try to bring somebody like Belichick in there. But I got to tell you, like, I don't think Jerry Jones wants to bring a guy like Belichick in because, number one, I think Belichick will want more control and power than Jerry Jones wants to give him. And also, if you bring Belichick in and then you go to the Super Bowl and win it, Jerry Jones isn't really going to get the credit. It's really going to go to Belichick. And he doesn't want that. I mean, let's be honest, he doesn't want that. Yeah. So, um, I'm okay with them keeping McCarthy. I know everybody else was kind of up in arms or whatever, but, you know, it was his first year calling the plays, and Dak was fantastic. The offense was awesome. Dak, I think, was second-team all-pro quarterback, top five in the MVP voting. I don't know that you want to just throw that away if you're the Cowboys. I mean, the biggest issue in the Packers game, none of them were good in the Packers game, but the biggest issue was really the defense. And Dan Quinn getting lit up by Jordan Love. Plus, I don't think you should overreact to one game. I think the Eagles situation is a lot different. The Eagles were 10-1 and and had been the best team in pro football for about a year and a half. I thought they were the best team last year. They didn't win the Super Bowl. I thought they were the best team. And they were the best team the first 11 games this year. And then to totally collapse like that, anything can happen in a one-game situation with McCarthy. It's the seven-game situation with Sirianni that is concerning. I guess the fact that they haven't moved on from him yet leads me to believe he'll probably be there, and I, and I get that. He's, I don't know what, if and when he's met with Lurie or he's going to meet with Lurie, but he obviously has to present a plan for what he's going to do to make changes. My guess is that would probably entail – Two new coordinators. He is Ross Tucker. Uh, again, always one of our favorites. Host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, one more, I guess, on the coaching cycle from me. Uh, right now, just New England. That's the only one we've seen filled. What would you consider the best opening of the whatever we got, seven or eight that are still open? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's the Chargers. Um, and I say that anybody because, close second. What's that? Anybody close second? I guess Herbert's kind of you know the easy answer. Yeah. Um. I think I got to think of all the ones that are open right now. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, um, Tennessee, the Raiders, Atlanta, the Raiders, the Commanders, Panthers. Um. Falcons. Yeah, I I guess out of the 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 close second might be the Commanders having the number two overall pick and a new ownership and a ton of cap space. But the reality is, if you look at all these open jobs, what do they all have in common except for the Chargers? They don't have a top twenty quarterback. I mean, maybe you can say Geno Smith with the Seahawks is top twenty, but. Patriots don't, Falcons don't, Titans don't, Commanders don't. That's how you get fired. If you don't have a top 20 quarterback, you're not going to be able to have success, at least not over the long haul, and you're eventually going to get fired. I mean, that that's just the way it is. So 
I know that the Chargers have some cap issues, but I'd rather have cap issues and a known top 10 quarterback than have a lot of cap space and still be needing a quarterback because I don't care if you do have the number two overall pick. So, okay, let's say the commander's number two, the Patriots number three, they both take quarterbacks. Well, there's a pretty good chance that those guys don't work out. I mean, what is it? 50-50 maybe at best. So, you better get the C.J. Stroud, not the Bryce Young, if you want to keep your job. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Well, well said. Ross Tucker with us at Ross Tucker NFL, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He joins us here on the Fan on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Looking at the games on Saturday, uh, uh, Ross, you know, you see nine and a half, ten point spreads. The Ravens favored big, as are the Niners. Uh, if there were, you know, in, in the games just on Saturday, if there were a team to win by 14, who would it be? Would it be the Niners or Ravens? And I guess overall, what do you make of those two games? Yeah, so I'll be in the booth tomorrow, uh, which is great because I can just drive down from central Pennsylvania to Baltimore. It's like an hour 15, which is amazing. Um, so I like when the Ravens are good. and have, Even though I work for the Eagles, I like when the Ravens are good and have home playoff games. <laughs> uh, that's, that's better for my family life. I can be home do, tonight. Do they, do, they have, do they have a good buffet spread in Baltimore? I know you always do the buffet spread. How's the spread before the game? Well, this is a great question. These are the important topics. Exactly. Um, and this is why everybody <laughs> needs to follow me on social media at Ross Tucker NFL because I actually do videos of the press box spread, which, by the way, I haven't been to Indianapolis in a long time. I love Indianapolis, but it just hasn't worked out that way. Um, There was a couple times I thought I might be going there this year, including Week 18, but it just didn't happen. At any rate, uh, Baltimore used to be top five. I feel like they've slipped. They're still in the top (laughs) half of the league. But some other teams around the league have really improved, and the Ravens, I feel like, have taken a small step back. But more importantly, guys, I was in the booth in 2019 when the Ravens were 14-2, and number one seed, and they lost in the divisional round their first playoff game to the Titans badly, 28-12. That's the Lamar MVP year. And what people don't realize is, they didn't have crab cakes at halftime. Oh, well, there you go. I, yeah. I heard through the grapevine they were saving the crab cakes for the AFC Championship game. That's oh, the kiss of they, death. They touched the money, Ross. Oh, well, no. Listen, this is the thing. This is what people don't understand. Like, you have to decide as an organization, we're all in. There's nothing to prevent you from doing crab cakes in the divisional round and in the conference championship game, they thought that they could just save the crab cakes for the AFC championship game, and it cost them dearly. I'm convinced that's a big reason why they lost the Titans that night. You know, people fantastic. are saying the Mark Andrews back in the lineup is such a big deal. No, no, no. Crab cakes in the press box will be the bigger deal coming up on Saturday. That's the first game tomorrow. It is Houston and Baltimore. Again, Ross Tucker is with us here, the Ross Tucker podcast, and you can follow him. Uh, on uh, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You follow him on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Uh, Lions, Bills, that's where my heart is for the Super Bowl at this point. Ross, uh, how far-fetched do you think that is? Totally agree, by the way. That's the teams I'm rooting for without any hesitation. Now, listen, it'd be nice if the Ravens won tomorrow because I'm on the sideline for AFC Championship games. That'd be nice again, but... In terms of the Super Bowl, 
I want the Bills against the Lions so badly. First of all, as the five teams I played for, the Bills were by far my favorite. It was just those people are awesome. Like they just they're so appreciative of having an NFL team and it was kind of like my hometown of Reading, Pennsylvania, just a little bit bigger, and it was just awesome, awesome. We would all hang out together at a dive bar or <laughs> get a keg and go to Bledsoe's house. It was incredible. So big fan of Buffalo and those people, and they've been through so much the last few years. Uh, so that would be amazing. And then for the Lions fans, are you kidding me? Are you uh, 30 years? Are you kidding me for these people? Like uh, Lions Bills. They would both be so happy to be in the Super Bowl. And honestly, I would be like, I would want the Super Bowl to end in a tie. Like, like I'd be so happy for whoever would win that game. Um, I think I think they both have a chance, but, you know, they got to win. I think they have a decent chance to win Sunday. The Bills obviously have a tougher game, I think, against the Chiefs with how beat up the Bills are and how well the Chiefs defense is playing. But then it'll be it'll be a tall task because we I do think it'll be Detroit at San Francisco, and if the Bills win playing at Baltimore, that will not be easy. Hopefully, hopefully one of them can win. I think it's probably doubtful that they both would get that done. That's a tie. It'll be Mafia versus the Fighting Dan Campbells and the Twelfth Man. Just bring them on the field. Well, I mean, just the, the Bills fans and then Dan wins. Campbell is yeah. so great at mm-hmm. that quote. War to oh, decide the it'd Super be fantastic. Bowl on that. Ross, before we let you go, we're less than a month away from Valentine's Day. You've bailed out many of our listeners with a present or two at the last minute. Uh, Care to share uh, how we can be bailed out again this year? Yeah, well, listen, the thing is, is nobody nobody knows what to get somebody for Valentine's Day. I mean, flowers and like chocolates. Are you kidding me? Do you think your significant other really wants chocolates? She does not. My wife would be like, what? You got me chocolate? And I know you probably take her out to dinner or maybe you go and uh, get her a gift card. Do something unique for once. Do something really cool and different. It's called myfrontpagestory.com. You literally talk to one of their writers for 10 minutes, tell them how great your significant other is, or just fill out an email if you want. They write the most unbelievable story, guys. Like, it, it looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper, framed pictures of you and her and the kids if you have them. If you don't have kids, it's probably not pictures of kids, I'm going to guess. <laughs> but it looks amazing. Myfrontpagestory.com. Just being able to say to her, I wanted something special for you, hon, so I had a story written about you. It sounds like that. I mean, it, it sounds like you went out of your way to have one of the guys from the Indie Star write a cover story about your significant other. Amazing. And then when she reads it, here's the thing. I'm telling you guys right now, if you do this, make sure you say to them, I just never thank her enough for all the little things she does. Even if you can't think of one little thing that your wife or whoever does for you, just say that. Because when they read it, they cry every, oh, my gosh, he notices all the things I do. They cry every time. It's amazing. Myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory.com. It is the Shane Steichen of Valentine's Day gift. How about that? How about that? Ross Tucker. uh, Appreciate it, Ross. Safe travels down to Baltimore. More importantly, enjoy the press box spread. Crab cakes and football, Ross. Thank you for the time this morning. Yeah, make sure you guys are paying attention before the game at a halftime because if they don't, I'll ask the food services people if they have crab teeth at halftime. If they don't, you might want to hammer the text and the points <laughs> yeah. to the money line. A live yeah. bet, yeah. Right, CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, and <laughs> no enough. crab cakes. We're riding with the Texans there. Thank you, Ross. 
See you guys. That's Ross Tucker right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, what are your early, or I guess, divisional round weekend oh God. thoughts? Uh, da, da, da. I mean, I, the Chiefs are the popular road team. You think either of those one seeds are vulnerable tomorrow? Baltimore. Uh, the, listen, the only reason I would say Bal- the only reason I would say Baltimore is Lamar Jackson's what, like one in three in the playoffs. I mean, that's I, listen. You can't you can't ignore that. Uh, I will say. Enough. Uh, listen. Oh, Mark, and I forgot your beer. I forgot. I forgot. Come on, man. I forgot you Mark Dyson's beer. I got the Sun King God, beer, you, you and I didn't even think. Of us I guess I did. And you know what? I left you a need to note for myself. Get it. I left a note for myself to even get the damn beer. Anyway, um, we'll get go. that to you. That's you a, that, leave, that's we'll, a bad we'll spot for me. If I leave, I ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm yes. not coming back for the pop Honestly, quiz. Honestly, sounds like the roads what are getting worse. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it is. It's it's not good. That's a, that's on me. It's a bad job by me. I was going to say, you know, we've liked, not liked, but C.J. Stroud has, has he's been a fine player enough. The Texans need to lose this game by twenty one. They need to for oh, wow. uh, if I'm Why? if I'm a Colts fan, enough with the Texans. I they you won the South. Matchups. They won the South, but enough with enough the Texans and CJ Stroud. Weekend. Well, we I have, wanted that. We have three other opportunities. So we you have think three all of a sudden, if the Texans lose by twenty one, <laughs> now they're like, oh, they stink. They're no, not no, be good not at all. Year. It just it just the. They're going to have enough time, especially with C.J. Stroud on this rookie contract, to make hay, if you will, uh, in the division, in the AFC, in the playoffs. Uh, let's get let's get them out of there. No, tentatively, I'm Ravens, Niners, Lions, Bills. I'll it's add boring. One more thing to Ross Tucker, and you're talking about the Lions, talking about the Texans, and you know the AFC South fan base that should feel the best moving forward. For me, it's not just Stroud. Obviously, he is the huge, huge part of it. But again, Andy, for me, uh, there's a handful of positions that matter more than the others. Not all 22 are the same in the NFL. And if you look at wideout with Nico Collins, if you look at left tackle with Laramie Tunsil, if you look at elite edge rusher with Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan Gernard, and you look at corner with Derek Stingley, they have checked all of those boxes in pretty impressive fashion. If you wanted to, Andy, you could put those five. You know, if you just did a 32-team NFL poll who's got the best premium positions in the league, you're going to put the Texans pretty high up there. Yeah, I know. And, and that's a... I know. I would not have even guessed that or said that at the start of the season. I think that's where some of your worry comes into play. Obviously, Stroud speaks for himself. But again, if you're Jacksonville, you can't say that. If you're Indy, you can't say that. You know, uh, the Colts, huge. I thought that Bernard Ryman took the step that he showed this year. But you can't say that about edge rusher yet. You can't say that about corner yet. You know, wide out, I guess I'd probably take Nico Collins over Michael Pittman Jr. That might be a little bit more of a wash. So uh, that's where, and obviously Stroud has proved himself. You know, Richardson still has ways to go with on-field reps and all of that. So... Uh, I, I I don't I can't agree with you. No, I guess my thing is the Texans. I Tex- need better the games. Texans, Last week stunk outside of one game. I think the Colts fans agree with me. Then the the Texans are the it team right now. They're the team getting all the praise. You asked Tucker that question. It was a good one. Who in the South should feel the best? Uh, but you know, make him make him wait at least <laughs> another year or two. Can I get one take off my chest before we get to a checkdown? Sure. Because we teased in, we didn't get to it last segment. The combine staying in Indianapolis obviously is a great thing. We'll be out there this year and, you know, they signed the deal to be there through 2025. Make no mistake about it, though. I don't feel comfortable just saying that that the Combine is going to stay here. I don't at all. In fact, 
if you made me bet, hey, in the next few years, does the combine get shipped around to Dallas or L.A. or, you know, whatever, bidding New York, does that happen or does it stay in Indy? I would say that it gets shipped out. I mean, they did it. We've done the, this song and dance I'm sure, show for, I, know. I would say, the better part of the last handful well, of years. That was going to be my question. How have you guys talked about it? Because still, you know, being being relatively new to the area, I, I, I'm still stunned that they haven't, you know, they haven't taken it and moved it. I love when the draft was in New York and every time the Giants or Jets or Eagles picked, you got a bunch of booze and everything else. But, you know, they did that and it has been, look at the... You know, look at, um, you know, you even think of Nashville, right? Look at the success that they have done being able to ship that around. Boy, I just, I hope they don't. Everybody in the NFL says it should be in Indianapolis because of the proximity and, 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 you know, with the hotels and where the guys are and the convention center and Lucas Oil and everything else. And yes, it is perfect. But boy, is the NFL going to be able to say no if Nashville or if Jerry Jones wants to house it in his stadium and make it a pain in the ass on everybody? I don't know. To me, the answer would be to me the answer would be they'll take the money. That's how I feel. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, in this country, we can't agree on anything. Nacho cheese, Cool Ranch Doritos. We can't agree on which one is the better. Uh, finally, the NFL seems rather universal in agreeing that Indy should have the combat. Because again, Andy, this to me is different than the other events. The other events is such a celebration, such a fanfare, such an entertainment element to it. This is, you know, for right. lack of a better I term, understand. this is job interviews. And it's, I, I know. you want to be as smooth logistically as you can, not only for the prospects, but for the teams as well. And it is, again, we'll be out there for, you know, hell, we've been out there for every year. You listen to every GM get up there. You would think every GM would like to pitch their own city for it. Every single GM gets up there, and before they start their press yeah, they conference, talk about they Indy. say, I am so glad the combine yeah, is still here in Indianapolis. It's I'm telling you, in pro football talk, even made, they alluded to it, Mike Florio. It's Jerry Jones. He's going to be one of the leaders on this. And, of course, he can't get around again, his stadium and hotels. Song and dance I know the you have. handful of years. I know. Uh, that announcement was yesterday. That's why we're kind of ranting and raving about it. Uh, Visit Indy announcing through 2025. This is a little bit earlier that the extension has been agreed upon, if I remember correctly, than in past years. So, um, I do think that's some good news because they have started a bid process. Mm-hmm. I mean, now Indy's had to pitch themselves mm-hmm. against other cities, and they've you know won out here in recent years. So, uh, again, end of February, early March for the Combine. Greg Rakestraw in a few. We'll ask him if he's seen any cancellations so far high school basketball-wise. I know from a commute standpoint, it sounds like things are getting a little bit dicier out there. Uh, even for us on our commute in, uh, the roadways were not clear by any means. Not Not terrible commute in. Uh, but certainly keep an eye on that and expect a little bit of a delay on your Friday drive. And before all of that, Andy Sweeney lead off with my favorite Pacers win of the season. The Morning Checkdown, brought to you by the Barbasol Horizon League Basketball Championships. March starts here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, March 11th and 12th. Yeah, 126, 120, your uh, 121, your final last night. Big win for the Pacers. What can you say? Goodness. Uh, getting that win on the road against the Kings. Now, two and two are the Pacers uh, without Tyrese Halliburton. One of the big stories coming from last night Jarris Walker, the rookie, 20 minutes. 15 points, hit three threes, uh, looked like a confident player out there in Walker post game, feeling good about his game. I mean, just 10 times better. Just knowing that you actually had an impact on the game, knowing that 
you did something to help the team win. Um, I feel like that's always big, just being an impactful player. So I pride myself on that, just being able to affect the game in multiple ways, and I feel like I did that tonight. We'll see if Siakam is in action tonight. We'll see uh, Tyrese Halliburton if he's in action. It's still the walking wounded there with the Pacers, but they do improve 24-17 and 17 on the season in Portland tonight. 9.30 pregame right here on The Fan. Wild lineups asking guys to play roles they never would have sniffed this season. Just a great, great win against a healthy Sacramento team. Uh, this is the kind of one you, at some point, you had to steal one, multiple ones throughout the year if you're going to be, whatever, four or five seed with you know, some of those home losses we've labeled as kind of bad home losses this year. Uh, just a great, great win. Again, my favorite win of the Pacers season last night. Okay, uh, tonight, 8.30 from Wisconsin. It is Indiana at the Cole Center. Uh, 19, 19 straight losses on the road for Indiana uh, when it comes to playing games in Madison. Uh, 1998 is the year you have to go back to a 10-and-a-half-point underdog. I can't even sit here and be like, this should be really good for the resume. Like, I, I, I'm just <laughs> Tuesday night, I'm just done with that. <laughs> so you just think they lose and it's over and yeah, it's I'm a 10-and-a-half-point you know, spread and like, they lose because they always lose in I'm Wisconsin. I'm done even bringing that up. Like, yeah, you have to prove something to me. I sound like that scene from Rudy there late. Prove something to nobody except yourself. Uh, before we get that conversation started again. And do you believe Wisconsin losing to Penn State makes them uh, angry for this matchup? Or do you believe, hey, you're playing bad basketball, you lost to Penn State? Yeah, probably they're <laughs> angry, but man, Penn State stinks. I, I would, know. That was a very alarming I, I, result. I know. Pa- uh, well, Purdue would love if Indiana went on the road and won tonight. Wisconsin's 5-1 in the Big some Ten. some hostile environment from no. a Big Ten road standpoint. But again, that is 8.30 tonight. Purdue, Iowa coming up tomorrow. Purdue absolutely throttled Iowa, particularly in the first half, back in their first meeting in December. We said the Fran Tech would happen. I believe I said the 12.30 mark of that game. I think it happened at the 11.30 mark of the game. I'll go one media timeout more. I'll say Fran gets teed up at the under eight first half media timeout. Uh, I mean, Fr- Fran McCaffrey's funny, but like every coach that was honoring him for being the all-time winningest coach at Iowa, I'm like, we also ignore that he is a crazy person. And does things on the sideline yeah, that you crazy should not. Is good, right? <laughs> I don't know. He would be. He would be. Fran McCaffrey. You're would, if he wasn't a college coach, he'd be committed. I somewhere. mean, he's he's at the top of my list of guys that I would not want to play for. Is Fran McCaffrey? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna act like that, I gotta win a little bit more than a first round loss in the NCAA tournament. Is that why only his sons play for him? Yeah, seemingly on that end. <laughs> uh, again, NFL playoffs getting you set for this weekend. We'll talk more about that in a bit. I did want to kind of throw in a random one here, and Mark, and it involves your Chicago Bears. Did you guys see the teams that could be on hard knocks Ooh, for this season? I did not see this. No. So again, the NFL rules, stipulations, uh, parameters, I don't know the exact word for it, basically states for hard knocks, if you have a new coach and you have made the playoffs in the previous year, you're excluded from being forced into doing (laughs) hard knocks. But if you have a multiple-year head coach or you haven't made the playoffs in the past year, you could be forced to doing it. Mark, that would be your Bears, that would be the New Orleans Saints, and that would be the Denver Broncos. On that end, the Colts are excluded because they did the in-season hard That's knocks right. from a couple of years ago. That's right. Along with, um, I think I said Arizona on that list as well. Mark Dykton, are you a fan of potentially huh. 
hard knocks for your Bears. I mean, I would love to see it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, George McCaskey's come out and said there's 31 other teams that can do hard knocks, and I think they have some. But again, they, they could be forced. They, they are have, one of the three. I, Bears, Saints, they're, the, they're the most interesting Broncos. one. The Bears are the most interesting they out are, of those three. But I, I, I totally agree. I feel like the Bears have some clout being the charter franchise or something. They, they've avoided it since. They've never done it. So I, I feel like they've got some strings. You like can't hey, hide I, forever. I know. <laughs> I would love to see it. I just feel like they, they have no interest in doing it. And I think they tell the league office, do not pick us, pick somebody else. New Orleans, uh, just, unless they make some big moves this offseason and they're keeping Dennis Allen, that's not interesting at all. Sean Payton could be interesting, but I don't know what their quarterback situation looks like. I mean, if it's Jared Stidham, that's not, I mean, that to me is not a team that I care about. The Bears are an interesting one. The Bears are the one, man. Sorry. They're and the you know ones. Me. I'm very much Team Hard Knocks. Give I know. me all the behind-the-scenes footage possible. All right, uh, we'll get you set for the high school scene. Any cancellations, anything on that end for tonight? Uh, Greg Regstraw joins us next. Yeah, stay safe out there. Road slick. Uh, take it slow. Uh, roads weren't bad. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. On our way in, uh, keep it locked on Twitter to at, uh, at WIBC Traffic. I have it up. It hasn't been too active this morning, KB, so it looks like maybe some of the people learned their lessons <laughs> from what day was it? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday we came in here? We limped in here. What was day was Tuesday, the snow day? I, I don't even remember. Tuesday. Was, was it Tuesday? Black ice and everything, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. and again, that list kind of growing a little bit as the morning moves along. I think particularly northern parts of the state got a lot more snow, which yeah. is kind of the norm there. and. Uh, we'll have to ask Rake if he's seen any cancellations yeah, so well, far well, in the high school Yeah, scene. let's do that. Let's get him going here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. He moved for us, and we appreciate it. Greg Rakesraw joins us here on this Friday. Good morning, Rake, and I guess that would be the question I would start with. Uh, any early thoughts on uh, cancellations or how this may affect high school sports coming up tonight? Well, first of all, isn't Ross Tucker the moving guard? Shouldn't he move for me? Like, somebody's <laughs> going to pull and lead block. I guess he is leading for me. Then don't work that analogy works just fine. Then, uh, in terms of the cancellations, I'm sure we'll have them in the northern and southern third of the state. I think most of the schools around here are on a two-hour delay, which means that they will play. And Andy, again, as, as a longtime Southern Indiana native. I need to introduce you to the gradient of snow and the O-blank factor on the roads sure. as you go like south to north in the state of Indiana. So, you know, if there's two inches of snow, southern Indiana shuts down for three days. All them hills, man. You, you, can't, you can't get <laughs> it's them so clean. It's so air, true. Air, everybody stays home. Here in the Indianapolis area, as long as it doesn't, like, do the polar plunge and drop to 20 below after six inches of snow – it's going to be like a slow-going day to get around. By the next day, we're going to be fine. And then the folks in northern Indiana make fun of us <laughs> because basically, unless it's a foot of snow, they're going to school and they're used to it. So they're very much as a north to south sure. looking down at your nose oh, yeah. in terms of 
how people in the state can handle snow issues. Well, two things about that. The southern part of uh, Indiana got more snow than here. They got three, four inches of snow last night, so they're definitely feeling it. That's oh, they're going. Yeah, they're done. They're going to shut it down until yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. They ain't doing nothing down there. <laughs> and, and just forget traveling south of US 50 for the rest of the week. Fair enough. It's, it's done. In the, in the second one, when I moved, uh, I moved to the southern part of Indiana when I was 10 years old, Rake, and I moved from western New York. So the scenes in Buffalo, I laugh at because like literally I would have to go to school when that when that sort of snow was going on and I moved when I moved to Indiana I remember getting a brushing of an inch of snow and getting the day off and I remember thinking this is fantastic this is the best place I've ever moved in my life I get snow off every time it snows so so there we now, go this was this was obviously a, a serious snowstorm but you may have seen this popping on timelines or remembrances and things like that Yesterday was the 30-year anniversary of the coldest temperature ever recorded in the state of Indiana. It was New Whiteland, 36 below zero, January 18th of 1994. That was the MLK yep. Day blizzard across the state. It I wasn't remember. the blizzard of 78, but it's probably like one of the next two or three biggest storms since that time. And it was like six inches to a foot of snow, and then... The temperature dropped for, you know, 30, 40 degrees and was like that for the next week. We basically in Lanesville called off school on Wednesday for the rest yep. of the week. <laughs> we, we, got two, like, we got two weeks off. We're not going to fix this. Yep. Uh, we'll see y'all Monday, but we think we can beat North Harrison on Friday night. <laughs> We're going to play our basketball game Friday night because they suck, and we can beat them for the first time in 12 years, and we did. But but classes were canceled for the rest of the week until Monday. And then if you didn't – that was my senior year of high school – if you didn't uh, miss like more than a class that semester – you didn't have to go for the last week of school. Oh. That was glorious. God, that is glorious. It's the good old days. That is absolutely. Were you the valedictorian rake at Lanesville? I was. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought this was part of That's our great. drive up to Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago there. Yeah, I was trying to change this up. Actually, I think I was a month ago. Now, today, I, I, wanted, right? I wanted to make sure that I, I want to make sure I couch this like I did not lead no, into. No, no, well, no. You know, Kevin, by the way, I was a valedictorian at Lanesville High School. You know, that was not like it kind of came up in casual conversation. This was not, you know, led into, hey, here are things you need to know about me while I have you captive in this car for two and a half hours. I, I bring that up, Ray, because I would also like to list some other accolades. We've totally dropped the ball with Greg Rakestraw here on this Friday morning. First off, we asked him to move uh-huh. to 830. By the way, third and one, there's no one else I'd want more than Rake there over Ross Tucker, who played for, what, five NFL teams. Secondly, folks, this is the Indiana Sportscaster yeah. of the Year. Yeah, here we go. You know what? Greg Rakestraw, Indiana Sportscaster we, of the we Year, talked totally to, dropped we the We talked about it on Monday or Tuesday, and in my mind, I'm thinking we already talked to Rake about that. I no. should have led with that. No, That's we should have led, Mark. We should have oh, had playing no. music. Rake, I oh. apologize, oh. and I say in all Boy, seriousness, <laughs> no one more deserving. Well, first of all, thank you. But secondly, dude, it's been, you've been a lot of ground to cover this week. It's been a long week. Pascal Siakam trade. You're staying up late to talk about the Pacers intelligently. So you're operating on, on even less sleep than normal. That was all of three days ago. That's like three years ago in today's news cycle. So I appreciate that. And and no sweat for not having any sort of, you know, regal sounding intro music for me to welcome me with like people throwing rose petals at my feet on the segment. I, it, it, it's oh, not necessary. Go. I got that out of my system 48 hours ago. We're good. Thank you, Mark, for this. <laughs> it's never too late, right, to celebrate Greg Rakestraw. Okay. 
yeah. Victorian as well. We gotta, you know, right? Play of right. course. I will say this, Rick. Before we move on, uh, I thought it was very fitting that you know, not only obviously you, Indiana Sportscaster of the Year, but Kyle Nenrith, Indiana Sports yep. Writer of the Year. I, I, in this market, we're just so damn lucky to have you two um, with the commitment you guys have to high school preps, and certainly you are much more than just that. Uh, but Kyle's done it. I mean, hell, really, since I've you know been in high school. Uh, just an unbelievable job that both of you do. So thank you for that. And honestly, I, I think and I hope I speak for a lot of our listeners in saying that. Well, I appreciate that. And I am as equally thrilled for Kyle. And uh, I literally, um, I, I had known about that I was going to win the award for a couple of a couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, things like that, you're like, hey, we're going to announce that this day, keep it quiet. All right, fine. So I told, like, you know, only like 25 or 30 people. No, you're going to tell me on the drive up to South Bend. <laughs> I didn't know it that soon. It was oh, a couple of weeks okay. after, sometime in between. Um, but I didn't know that Kyle had won the Sports Writer Award. So I literally, like, called him when I saw the tweet immediately and congratulated him. And the joke is, is that if you see Kyle at the same basketball game, it's probably going to be pretty good. Uh, and so um, that's like the, the, the ultimate thing for me. I know the level of quality of the award if he's winning the Companion Sports Writer Award because I, I, I don't think anybody owns a beat in this state the way that he does. He's phenomenal. So I am, I am thrilled to have my name next to his in, in terms of the uh, honors from the NSMA. Well, congrats on that. Shifting gears, you brought up Pascal Siakam. If there's someone in this state that has seen a Siakam play more <laughs> basketball than myself, that would be me watching my good friend Sean Esposito play for the Jags You know, over a decade ago. It would be you. For our audience out there that has no idea what I'm talking about, share your one degree of separation with Pascal Siakam's family. So his older brother Christian played for us at IUPUI, and it is a tremendous story. The Siakams are all from Cameroon. Uh, they all played prep basketball uh, at different places here in the United States. I think I have this correct, so feel free to fact check me. Um, Boris played at Western Kentucky. He actually played high school basketball in Kentucky and was a Kentucky All-Star. Um, Christian played at New Harmony Prep, where we recruited two or three players out of the Cincinnati area. And then Christian came to play for us for five years, and he is one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, you know, fan of his basketball game, I'm a much bigger fan of Christian Siakam as a person. And if as a side note to this trade, I get to hang out with that dude more often, um, Pacers won the trade and I won the trade. All of us IUPUI guys won the trade because Christian will be around. Ray, James, I love I watching say, Siakam in the post. So, Siakam had great footwork in the post for a big, much bigger, I mean wider than Pascal. But right. I loved when IUPUI would throw it into him and he would you know, show his array of moves. Yeah, Christian's about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and clearly he took Pascal's food as a kid because uh, Christian's <laughs> a little thicker. Um, but, but his, his game was the mid range game. You know, he was, he was what would now, he didn't really have a three point shot back then. I'm sure if he's coming up these days, he would have, but he was kind of the, the, the sort of stretch four. if he played a zone, he was the zone buster in the middle. He was the guy that would roam from bounce from, from block to elbow and find a way to knock down a, a 15 foot jump shot. I think James played at Vanderbilt and Pascal played at New Mexico state. And obviously Pascal is the most talented of the group to be one of the best players in the NBA, if, at least in the top 
10 to 20, and now he joins the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see him play. Maybe that's tonight in Portland. Greg Rakestraw with us here on the Pay Less Liquors Hotline. I know it's a few days ago, and listen, I, I know a couple weeks ago you kind of scolded me about asking about IU, but Purdue and Indiana did play, uh, and Purdue with the blowout win there in Bloomington. What did you take away from that matchup a couple days ago? I didn't mean to scold you. That I'm was kidding. kind of my jab yeah, I'm uh, at, at, at Indiana University. And again, um, you know, for for me criticizing Indiana, let's acknowledge what they did well last year: beat Purdue twice. Yep. Um, clearly, that stuck in that stuck in Purdue's mind. And if if Purdue was able to return the favor in Bloomington to avenge one misstep from last year. That potentially bodes very well for March. If losing to Indiana twice motivates you to win by 21 in Assembly Hall, think of what then that leads to in first round, second round potentially. I hope that is a direct line of of correlation of success for Purdue because, again, I want to see them be successful in March. I want to see them play in April in the final four. So uh, again, no no need to keep bagging on IU. Clearly this is a team that that has some issues and some roster construction flaws. And there's probably some questions that kind of need to be asked at the end of this season uh, at IU. Uh, But uh, good on for good on Purdue, especially after having a not so great performance against Nebraska, you know, a handful of days before that. He's Greg Rakestraw, uh, the Indiana Sportscaster of the Year, and a man of all jack of trades. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Rake, there's no real easy transition, and I think you echo probably the same thing on my end. Um, certainly, you hope for the best for Jim Ursay and what he's dealing yeah. with right now. From a health standpoint, I wanted to kind of shift it in a bit of a different direction because I think this is a popular question I've gotten here in recent days and weeks. You know, People have wondered, you know, what is the Colts organization like? If Jim Mercer is not around, and I don't want to sound like Jim Mercer is never around, but I, I think it's fair to say, like from a Carly Ursay standpoint, I don't know, 90 some percent of the decisions she and Pete Ward, uh, the COO for the organization, they are probably largely making. Sure, Jim comes in and, and, and you know, has say for the big moments, whether it's Shane Steichen hiring and signing off on that, or, you know, certainly the big financial decisions. But I, I guess I was just, you know, kind of want to give fans a little bit of a glimpse from a day-to-day operational standpoint again Carly Ursay the oldest daughter and Pete Ward the COO I'd venture to guess they are making well over 90 percent of those sorts of decisions you keep on trucking is 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 the answer for the Colts Um, and frankly the way things played out at the end of 2022 has not been the norm for Jim Ursay starting with the hiring of Bill Polian in early 1998 it has been I'm going to hire good people on the field and off the field. I'm going to let them do their job. I'll certainly make my opinion known, um, but I'm going to put my faith in the people that I have entrusted to do good work. Um, And clearly, Chris Ballard from a football operations standpoint. You referenced Pete Ward and so many other people um, you know, on the non-football standpoint or non-day-to-day football operations standpoint. So, again, concern number one is making sure Jim Jim takes care of himself and continues fighting this fight that obviously he's been fighting uh, with kind of different flashpoints over the course of the last quarter century, if not longer. Um, But in terms of the day-to-day operations of the Colts, 
I don't think there's that big of an impact just because, again, there is such a good structure with good people in place that the organization will keep on rolling the fashion which it has for a long time. What's the weekend slate look like for you? So Pike and Carmel tonight, uh, IUPUI coming off their biggest win of the year and winning at Purdue-Fort Wayne on Wednesday night. We take on uh, not Colts linebacker, but someone who had a school named after them, Rob Morris, uh, tomorrow at noon. Uh, And then it will be uh, Westfield and Tri-West tomorrow night at 7.30. So I get to congratulate Pacers GM Chad Buchanan in person on the job well done on the uh, Siakam trade from earlier this week. Okay, that, that leads me to one more. I like the Westfield story because I like Chad Buchanan, super nice dude. I love that one of the best golfers in the state, Will Harvey, is also one of their best players. Tell me more, uh, more about the big kid who transferred from Oak Hill. Is this the Oak Hill? I, I, I would love to know more on this front. So, uh, frankly, I'm going to start prepping them this afternoon. Uh, you're talking about Nick Book? Is that your reference? Yeah, right? He's like 6'8". Something like that? Correct. And that, that has made them one of the best teams in the state. You know, for, for a while, we've had four unbeaten teams at the top end of 4A. Richmond was unbeaten, too. New Pal beat them on Tuesday night. Cathedral lost for the first time to Garen Catholic a handful of days ago. So now it's three. It's Fishers, it's Westfield, it's Lawrence North. We, as an ISC, had Westfield uh, to open the season at Kokomo. I have not seen them yet this year. So, again, uh, Chad's son, Trey Buchanan, is a third-year varsity player, potentially an Indiana all-star level guard. Um, you know, we'll see what, what, what college plan is going to look like for him, but a really good high school player. But the addition of Book it basically changes their dynamic. They graduated a 6'5 post in Alex Romack, who's now playing for the Division II level out in Colorado, graduated off, off of a good team last year. That kid's addition makes Westfield a completely different team. I do probably think it's, it's Fishers and LN and then a slight gap to Westfield. But you get to mid-January and you're undefeated against the schedule they play, you're pretty damn good yourself. So I'm looking forward to seeing them myself for the first time this year tomorrow night. Right. Congrats, man. No one better. You deserve it. And uh, as always, enjoy these, co- these Friday conversations with you. I appreciate you guys. And Andy, again, no need to make a panic run for milk and bread. We're going to get through this snowstorm. We'll make it together. Indiana just fine. Great, great straw. Go get my beer, though. The Indiana Sportscaster of the Year. Never leave the beer, Dykin. You're good on that. Go go, go sock it on beer. Your week's done in an hour. Beer is before bread and eggs. I'm good on that. If there's one thing I don't have to worry about is going to the store for beer. Literally. Do not have to worry about that. Uh, Thank you to Greg Gregstraw for that. 9 o'clock hour wide open. My favorite Pacers win of the season. We'll explain more next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
Andy Mark Dighton, KB and Andy here. It's the wake up call. One more hour to go coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll give you our picks uh, for the weekend that is going to be the four games this weekend in the NFL. We'll do that. A couple things. We'll get to the Pacers here in a second as well. Now, we've been doing this, and help me, Mark, especially since I know you've been looking at this. Um, I have had dialed up here at WIBC Traffic, our friends over on 93 WIBC, who are all over the traffic situation with the weather. I did see them post about 10 minutes ago, uh, northbound Allisonville. Now, this is in Fishers, closed at 126th Street due to an accident. Uh, Otherwise, I don't see too many reports of just outright closings, but no doubt, uh, school's on delay, and the uh, the roads are kind of crappy this morning. Let's just say what it is. I saw I-70 over by State Road 39, had an issue. A Carl had tweeted in earlier, saw a car in a ditch just off Benford, so up there in the northeast side. Um, again, the commute a little bit longer for all of us. I know that you know when I was driving in, snow was still falling, so uh, we've got no windows in here. So I'll be curious to see. Just <laughs> you want me to go run and look yeah, out the like, window? That, is, is the snow still falling? Yeah. What, what it looks like just right checking now. checking the weather, Tony. <laughs> basically, and for those that you know care, I actually tweeted out a video from my morning commute. The roads were not clear by any means, but at the same time, I didn't think they were awful. Yeah. I know take that's, it slow. I know yeah. there's a wide range, but yeah, take it slow is a good way to put it. Certainly some e-learning, closings, delays, et cetera, et cetera. But as Greg Rakestraw just said to us when we had him on last segment, sounds like high school basketball-wise in uh, area sports, nothing from a cancellation standpoint yet here in the area. So uh, we'll keep you updated if anything big happens on that end. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, NFL predictions, whatever those are worth. We'll dive into that here in a few minutes. Uh, this has been labeled the win last night. If you're just waking up, 126-121, the Pacers go on the road. The walking wounded, you know, Bruce Brown no longer there. Jordan Warren no longer there, obviously, because of the trade. In comes Jairus Walker, Ben Shepard, uh, TJ McConnell got the start last night. And what's funny about this, you have labeled this your favorite win of the season, Kevin Bowen. Yes. And I can understand why. Uh, it, it's completely logical. We've talked about TJ McConnell, how you hope your son grows up to play basketball like TJ McConnell. Yes. It Treat is women with respect, it, it, be a loyal friend, fighting have Irish. good golf etiquette, sure. cheer for Micah Shrewsbury, and there play basketball but, like TJ McConnell. But we are two hours and three minutes in, and you have not mentioned Benedict Matherin, who had 25 points last night. We haven't mentioned, we haven't, but you especially haven't mentioned Ben Matherin, who got the start last night and played well. It's a sign well. of maturity and, by me. Uh, it, it really is. But, I mean, last night was a great win for the Pacers. No, One I thought, did not see happening, quite frankly. Yeah, I, no, I, I thought Matherin was very, very good. And, you know, the question that I think you've brought up, Andy, without Halliburton, okay, can Matherin, you know, take on some lead scoring responsibility? And he did it last night. And Again, he's sprinkling in some other playmaking, which I like. It's not perfect by any means. I mean, he had a couple, you know, typical Matherin turnovers. But you know, what do you have? Probably four assists. I, you know, a couple of nice kind of hockey moment, hockey assist moments too. You know, making the That's right what he play. Had for. Yeah, that that leads to uh, a bucket and an assist for somebody else. Um, it, it was just such a fun night. You know, I don't know. Maybe part of it's like, well, you got to stay up till 10 o'clock and watch this. You're, you're kind of dreading it a little bit. How do you make it to 1230? I'm asking you because I don't know how you do it. How do you make it? Yeah, I was Are actually, you a nap in the afternoon? Like, how do you power through? Yeah, I, I did not. I was shocked <laughs> that I actually wasn't more tired. And I mean this in all seriousness. 
I think how well the Pacers played from the start was well, a fun like, game. Gave yeah. me some energy. Right. I know that might sound really stupid, but like it was not lethargic. I think they hit their first like four or five shots. And honestly, when you've seen them without Halliburton for the past week and a half, it's kind of been lethargic. It's been winning a little uglier or just playing uglier. That was not it last night whatsoever. And then when I started to fade late, all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, they can't break the pe- press to yeah. save their lives. It becomes a close so then, game like an NCAA sudden, tournament game. That, yeah. that, that kind of locked me into it. And I do love watching Sacramento. And, and you know, so watching Sabonis and Turner kind of go back and forth is always fun for me. Keegan Murray's very good at basketball, by the way. Uh, but that was just such a great win. Such a great win. Low expectations. You know, like you said, walking wounded. It was a wild, you know, lineup night. You know, you're asking guys to play roles, Andy, that they never would have thought they'd be in throughout the year. Your first guard off the bench is Ben Shepard. Jairus Walker's getting quality minutes. You know, when you add up all of that, it was just a unique night. And then to play as well as they did, yeah, to me, it was my favorite win of the season. It gets the Pacers to 24 wins at the midway point of the season. Certainly that puts them on pace. You know, for 48, that's, uh, I think, a very good number. You know, the Siakam trade, if I saw correctly, I think Vegas bumped their win total up by five. Wow. If you want to look at it. Did they really? That's a big bump. They had them at 42 and a half. Okay. Updated, of course, and then uh, bumped them up to 47 and a half. Um, So, yeah, it it was just a a great, great win. Um, There was some (laughs) part of me when I saw the injury report, I'm thinking, wait a minute, are they keeping their cards close to the vest for tonight? You know, saving some of those questionable guys on the second night of a back-to-back. And, you know, we'll see if Halliburton goes. We'll see if Siakam goes. But what a great night. McConnell was a treasure. Absolute treasure. I Now, I know Jairus Walker played 20 minutes. And so I, I'm prefacing this. I want to be clear. Walker played 20. Shepard played 28. But, you know, you move a guy like Brown. You move a guy like Jordan Warren. I know he didn't play very much. And then this next round of potential trades, right? You're going to lose role players. Yeah. Well, okay, so you're going to have to. And I think the Pacers feel like they're good at this, by the way. One reason you do the trade is the next round of guys who aren't going to be superstars, but you need to play like a Ben Shepard. Maybe not this year, but next year. And obviously you hope that Jairus Walker turns into much more than a role player. But the next group of guys, if they do trade some guys away, they, you know, in contracts and everything else in the league, the next group has to kind of get ready to play and I thought maybe you saw a little bit of that and then you know we haven't talked about the Siakam thing through through this prism that you know you give up picks obviously uh, and you may give up more as you continue to build this team but the the gamble here is that Matherin and Jairus Walker are guys that you know they grow up in your system and become damn fine players. Perhaps even one of them becomes an all-star, whatever it may be. Like, that's the gamble here is, uh, you know, and then the next night after you make the trade, Jairus Walker comes out and absolutely looks like an NBA player, looks competent, looks like he can do something in your rotation. You know, when you watch Shepard and Walker, focus on them for just a second, Andy. First off with Shepard, and I remember we had, God, the name is escaping me. Remember we had Belmont's coach on right after... They drafted Shepard. I guess that would have been before you, Andy. But we had Ben Shepard's Belmont, uh, the the Belmont coach on, and he was like, "Wait till you watch him from an energy standpoint. Like if you watch Ben Shepard, Casey Alexander, Casey Alexander. Thank you. Uh, He's full throttle on both ends of the floor. I mean, he is going. There's an Energizer Bunny component to him. 
Uh, and again, came right in off the bench, buried that first three. And, you know, it'd be foolish for me to think he could be a Buddy Heald. It'd be such a disservice to Buddy's career to label Ben Shepard as that. But I'm kind of trying to, okay, can you pass the torch and he become a poor man's Buddy Heald? And again, maybe do a little bit more than Buddy in other areas, not be the elite shooter necessarily, but do some other things. And then Walker has been such an interesting one for me, Andy. Again, he hasn't played a ton, but even when he's gotten in and you saw the snippets of it much more last night, first off, that dude is very confident with his three-point shot. Very confident. Um, There is a lot more offensive feel to him, the jumper especially, than I probably thought. You know, we talked to the IMG coach for Jarris Walker after the draft as well. He's like, you know, at one point he was playing point guard for us. Hmm. So I think you knew there was some of that in his game, but honestly... I walk away from the the Walker moments more, and I'm like, hey, he he's more there offensively than he is defensively, and that was not really the thought. I think when it's he a good was point. drafted, I agree, and I agree with you, um, which yeah. is interesting. You know, do you hope that he settles into hmm. the system and you know realizes you know NBA defense is different than college defense, and who he was asked to guard at Houston is different than who he's going to be asked to guard here in the league. And I would just say one last thing on guys who played last night. The logjam moving forward, and I guess it's a little bit of you know going off of the, the the discussion we had earlier in the week about Siakam. For me, Obi Toppin or Jalen Smith have to be traded, and if I'm going to pick one of the two, it's going to be Obi Toppin. Uh, I just think it's just a logjam in the front court. Total right agreement. Now that total makes agreement. Little sense, and you've got you know less than three weeks now to the trade deadline. Plenty of time, uh, but I, I don't. I would be a little bit head scratching. I would say a lot head scratching if we get to February 10th. And Obi Toppin is still here, for example. Yeah, I think Obi Toppin will be the uh, the the odd man out, if you will. But I don't know. Just last night was a good night all around for the Pacers. You know, now we're like, hey, now go three and three on this West Coast trip before, you know, would you settle for two and four? Oh, hell yeah, we'll do that. But you get the win last night. Not one I thought you were going to get. Portland, we'll see. Uh, Phoenix, we'll see uh, with the injuries. Who is available? Who's going to be able to play? Isaiah Jackson uh, with, the, with the head injury, just five minutes. Minutes last night, so we'll think, see what happens with him as well. Do you think there's a player in the NBA that fans look at more and be like, what in the world is he doing out there than TJ McConnell? And I know that's just like a massive Ooh. stereotype on TJ McConnell, <laughs> but and I bring that up because <laughs> Let last, me think of it. It's not a bad question. Last night was one of those nights, Andy, where you're watching McConnell, and I swear he's yapping at someone in the stands every other play, and I love it. I mean, it is. He's at the scores table waiting to go in. I'm like, wait, is he looking above Quinn Buckner and Kristen Era? Who is he talking to? Does he have family in the stands? You know, he makes a bucket. He's talking to the other team's bench. He's talking to the crowd. That dude, he's such a treasure. <laughs> he loved him. Did I you see? Him. Do you see Monk and Matherin John at each other in the final two or three minutes? And Matherin had Matherin was Matherin talks. Yeah, he and it was good. And then and, when and it got down, well, then when it got down to like three, it's like, oh boy, <laughs> this this yapping might go the other way. I want to play two things for you. Uh, so Pascal Siakam got off the private jet here in Indianapolis uh, yesterday. This is the only sound we have of Siakam so far as an Indiana Pacer. He took to IG immediately. Go ahead. Well, what up, Pacer Nation, man? It's your boy, Pascal. Um, just landed. I know you see the plane. Just touched down. Um, super excited. Can't wait to meet all you guys. Um, 
And I'm just super excited, man. Let's get it. Go Pacers. All right. So there's Siakam yesterday. That came out on the Pacers IG. And then last night, TJ McConnell, your boy, was asked about, you know, basically, where is the team? And now you bring in a guy like Siakam. I mean, obviously, we're trending in the right direction. Um, we trade for a big-time player in Pascal, and we're excited to have him. Obviously, we miss uh, Bruce and Jordan. But, you know, acquiring a guy like that is, I mean, he's a special player. And I think we were just trying to keep it afloat until our franchise point guard came back. If everyone's healthy, which right now is a big if, Andy, and I don't know. I mean, we could see Siakam tonight. We could see Halliburton back tonight. Uh, maybe it's a conversation for next week when the injury report looks a little cleaner. But if slash when everyone's healthy, what's your starting lineup? Yeah, I knew that's where you were going to go. I mean, isn't the question, are you starting Buddy Heald or Benedict Matherin? Isn't so that... you know four of... Don't, don't you feel that way? I assume what you're saying there is obviously Halliburton, obviously Siakam, obviously Turner. You're saying Aaron Neesmith at the three, I assume. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, 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 that's where I would go. Yeah, and I would I would agree, 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 I, agree I, on all four I, of those. I would... Listen, they'll probably go Buddy. I would almost think if you're going to trade buddy would you in the next couple yeah, weeks get Matherin ready for point. that if you you know to just move him up would it signify we're going to try to trade buddy if you moved him down to the bench but I think you'll probably be buddy heel don't you yeah it's a really good point that you bring up I wouldn't feel that worried about like scoring to the second unit because honestly with Siakam I think what that allows you to do it allows you to stagger him and Halliburton with that second right. unit and obviously Matherin you know can carry a heavy scoring burden as well with that group, it, it does bring up, I think, a point that Tony East made with us yesterday in that if there's a question that he had, it was, you know, is Siakam your worst shooter in the starting lineup? If you start Nemhard, you have four capable shooters, certainly around Halliburton, but all four of them you would probably label more on the streaky side of shooting. You know, they're all, not to get like technical with numbers, but they're probably like low to mid 30% three-point guys in Nemhard and Neesmith and um, Turner and Siakam there. So, you know, do you want a bona fide shooter in Buddy Heald? But I think the trade deadline point is an interesting one to bring up. Again, if you are packaging, you know, topping and a Heald for something to expiring guys, then maybe you would be more inclined to start Nemhard out there. Certainly, if you want to go with your best defensive lineup, mm-hmm. you know, it would right. be Nemhard with that starting unit. But I am curious uh, when that time does come where everyone is healthy, what does that look like? And Aaron Neesmith also missed last night due to injury. Andrew Nemhard also missed last night due to injury. Uh, we'll see about tonight, 10 o'clock with Portland. Remember, Portland beat Indiana. Yes, they did. In the year. That was one of those wins. Yes, they did. I know. We labeled as very disappointing. At some point, you're going to have to steal one. Well, last night, in my mind, is kind of stealing one. Uh, but yeah, Portland beat you here. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon iced the game, if you remember. I remember. Jeremy Grant had a huge they, night. They they cleared they cleared out for uh, Malcolm Brogdon at the end Brogdon of the game, if I remember for the, for the game clincher there. <laughs> so uh, very interested to see who plays for Portland because they've had a weird lineup. Was it was I imagining things or was it DeAndre Ayton that had ice issues in his driveway and that's why he couldn't play? <laughs> yeah, that's that's it sounds yeah. like a DeAndre Ayton thing. His neighborhood was iced over. And this was in Portland? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a real story? Well, yeah. One more time on that. That's His not an Ed Darden Schefter. Oh, okay, I'm going to have to look this up. Hang on. Yeah, yeah it was something like he, he could not make the game because his neighborhood was iced over. That can't be real. It's also, that's got to be a rather, uh, you know, th- that neighborhood's 
Got to have I mean, some houses it, that probably cost quite a bit. They can't get a plow up there. What are we that doing? Just come on! Screams like hungover college kid making an excuse for why he can't come into work. All right, here's Newsweek has DeAndre Aiden iced. DeAndre Aiden's iced uh, based absence sounds silly, but it's no laughing matter. Uh, no, it is okay. We'll have to figure it out. I'm looking at a video from <laughs> like downtown Portland. Is it bad? And it shows a weather lady on ice skates on the road. That's how icy the ice is. Oh, you know man, that's were. bad. Pull out the saucer sled from the neighbor's house. <laughs> and seven put the foot. seven DeAndre, footer. get on the back. He's Let's go. seven two. Put the seven footer from the Bahamas <laughs> on the saucer sled. You're right. It looks get bad. Him, it get looks him to bad. the entrance. Are, wow. Do you know other trailblazers live in this, I assume, rather expensive neighborhood? Chauncey Billups doesn't have a home there. Well, maybe he's got like a big, nice house out somewhere in the suburbs. And maybe some of these other younger guys, you know, they're staying downtown. They don't have an apartment or a condo or something like that. Unbelievable. 10 o'clock tonight, Pacers, Trailblazers again. Pacers, Suns on Sunday. That will wrap up the West Coast trip. I think no matter what happens, whenever Hal Burton gets back, Andy, you have certainly kept the ship afloat. Yes, sir, you have. Without him. I said three and five, put it in Sharpie marker. You'd sign up for that immediately. Right now, you're three and two. Yeah. Without Halliburton. So to me, you're kind of playing with house money until he gets back. But, you know, there's a there's certainly a chance he plays tonight after being questioned. I just think I just think winning that Washington game at home and then what winning at Atlanta to and then going West Coast is just a good feel. I don't know. You just felt good about yourself without Halliburton. You get blown out those two games by two bad teams. Maybe you enter with different psyche uh, West Coast. I want to ask you. Kevin Bowen, the same thing I asked Ross Tucker as we transitioned to NFL. Ravens are favored by nine and a half, ten points. Niners favored by nine and a half, ten points. If one of those teams were to cover and win by a couple touchdowns, which one do you think it is? Yeah, I think it'd be San Francisco. Yeah, I, I actually think Houston can be pretty competitive. Again, these teams met in the opener. You remember Baltimore just sacked C.J. Stroud a million times. A lot has changed, of course, for Houston in the positive direction. I think there's more pressure on the Lamar Jackson angle to it. Now, I like Baltimore. I think getting Mark Andrews back, I think their wideout core is much improved from past years. But I do think Houston can keep this interesting. Uh, I have been skeptical of San Francisco in the past. and then Is that because of Purdy? Uh, probably. And yeah. then they've laughed at me every time. Yeah. And, and I, I just am done doing that. I, I, you know, I've always really been a Jordan Love guy. Um, the arm talent I, probably is a little bit of like you foam at the mouth when you watch that. Um, so that's a little bit of it. And I mean, what they did last week, we, we probably we, we've laughed at Dallas so much. We haven't given the credit Green Bay deserves. Andy Green Bay had no no Pro Bowlers. Youngest team in the NFL. If you look at the teams with no yeah. no Pro Bowlers, they're drafting one, two, three, and then <laughs> yeah, it's Green Bay. They're called the New York Giants. Like, <laughs> that is damn impressive what they did. Dallas didn't lose at home all year. Well, they dominated the whole game. Like, you they know, had they, multiple they, facets. It wasn't just yeah, they ran. Offense. They ran the ball. Aaron Jones had his best game. The wide receivers looked great. I, again, we're foaming at the mouth for a different reason than maybe poor Mark Dyke did is foaming at the mouth. I, I would. I would agree with you. I think besides the Texans staying close, I do think the Ravens win. You know, Lamar Jackson's one in three. And sometimes, you know, you get off to a slow start. You've been sitting, you know, you sat guys week 18. Then you got a couple weeks off with the bye. Um, do you believe in that? No I think that would Humphrey, be my question. Right? Their top corner is out. And they bring back Mark Andrews, which is a huge deal. I mean, Mark Andrews is one of the finer players in the NFL. Uh, I wanted to say that the Texans get blown, you know, got, you know, they're going to get blown out here. I don't feel that way. I think the Ravens win. 
I think the Niners will be. I like this uh, music. Will, will be too much. I do too. I like Chris Berman. We're in the NFL Films vault right now. No, I. But the, the Tom thing with Jackson the, and Berman about ready to walk in studio. Man, but the thing with the Packers too is like who Jordan Love is throwing to. Like if that group of wide receivers was on the Colts roster, people would be like, "That's roster malpractice." Like look, Romeo Dobbs right, and right. Uh, you know Jane all these Reed. guys. Yeah, these guys you've never heard of. And they were like six to seven yards open every time they threw it down the down the field. It was it was crazy impressive. Yeah, I said to Ross Tucker, we had him on earlier. Lions, Bills, boy, that Ugh. is the feel good nature for me. Um, again, the Saturday games are the one seeds, as Andy said. It'll be the Ravens hosting the Texans. It'll be the 49ers hosting the Packers, and then we get to Sunday, three o'clock. Uh, Detroit. Uh, I, as much as I hate that city for so many reasons, <laughs> sports related, non sports related. Uh, I can't wait to see the Lion fan base react to this one. Uh, it'll be Tampa Bay at 3 o'clock. And then Chiefs-Bills at 6.30. This is the smallest spread of the weekend. The Bills favored by two and a half for the first time in this matchup of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. It is in Western New York in the playoffs. What do you think about that line? Oh, boy. I, I'm not touching the line with the Bills and Chiefs, although if you look at any you know sharp on the internet or whatever, it seems as if everybody loves Kansas City Mahomes in this game. Mahomes is getting game. points. Mahomes is getting points. You know, they got the better defense. The Bills are so injured. If the Bills weren't injured, it'd be different. I, I happen to think Josh Allen and the Bills – they, they're the team, and I know they have injuries. They're the team that has the most pressure on them this weekend. That's how I view it. Uh, this game has always been on the road for them. It's at home. They are, you know, come on. They're the hottest team right now in the NFL. Josh Allen in the playoffs, winning a game like this, uh, beating Pat Mahomes, going to the AFC, hosting uh, perhaps, maybe, who knows, uh, the AFC championship game. Uh, to me, it's that. Going back, the only question I would have, I'm picking the Lions. If if the Bucks win, what do we do with Baker Mayfield? Like, what do you do if you're the Bucks with Baker Mayfield? Can you imagine? Todd I think you bring him back. Baker Mayfield and company in the like, NFC title. He, he game. was a toss away. He was ah, uh, you know, one year we talked about. Wasn't he a Panther at one point? Yeah, oh, yeah. And he they was didn't a, use him. Yeah, he was a Panther. I mean, he is. He's been a discarded player in the NFL for the most part for the last several years. And, like, I don't know. Do you bring him back on a on a three-year deal, on a two-year deal with some sort of option? What do you do with Baker Mayfield? You just can't toss him aside. You know, we talked to them oh, about them drafting high in the 20s. draft. Yeah. I mean, how old is Baker? He can't be more than what? 28? 20, yeah, I was going to say 27, 28, yeah, right? So it's I mean, I'll like, look that know, up, but... He's walking up the 17th hole or something along those But, I mean, lines. this was a discarded sure, one-year sure. rental-type player, and now you're sitting around saying he's 28 years old. Yeah, like he's 28, like, he'll be 29 in Yeah, April. like you're sitting around saying, hey, do we want to sign this guy to a you know to, to a long-term contract? You know, Bill's Chiefs is obviously really fascinating. You know, I, I think the, is this Peyton Brady sort of vibe to it? Is this Peyton's moment for Josh Allen... I feel like that analogy works and it doesn't work. You know, where it works is, yeah, you know, Buffalo's not gotten over the playoff hump. That's pretty obvious. But where it doesn't work is, you know, and Colts fans probably don't want to remember this, but, you know, the Patriots dominated the Colts mm-hmm. for a while there. It was like six straight wins, and it was, Andy, some of those games weren't even close. Oh, I know. And then right around 2005, 2006, of course, is where things started to turn. Buffalo has won the last two meetings with Kansas City. So, again, it's not the exact same. I understand why people make the analogy. And sure, Josh Allen probably feels more of the Peyton vibe to it, but it's not the exact same thing. Having said that, 
you know, again, to get them at home, you cannot take that for granted, especially when hell in week 18, it looked like you might not even make the playoffs there. So I uh, cannot wait, you know, for divisional round weekend and just pray we don't get the duds that we got. I mean, last weekend, I know weekend. all the, I know all the, you know, CBS and ESPN, everyone has put out there. It's the most watched game since yada, yada, but those were bad. Okay. Games. So are we all clean bad sweep games. on the Ravens then? Yeah, clean I think sweep so. sweep on the 49ers? Yeah. I, I do think the Texans can make that interesting. But you're still taking the Ravens. Uh-huh. But what's that line? It's almost 10, right? Yeah, it's nine so, and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both of those are right around 10. And Those then, are massive spreads. I'll, I'll go Lions-Bills then to round it out on, on Sunday. I guess yeah, I'm going all, here. all... I'm going chalk at home. <laughs> oh, same God, here. We're, all, we're all going chalk? I know. We're no all the same. No one's going bad. to Chiefs? It's terrible it's analysis. Well, I should go Kansas City, but I, the two things. I, the heart might... I guess I'm kind why, of. Why, why aren't you? I mean, I we picked, all could share I picked, the because, why. But. Because I picked the Bills because. on our, on the on the uh, the fan graphic, and I want to be right. <laughs> it's just that and Kansas City's wide up. and can't and can't. I know too many Chiefs fans. Like enough, they've had enough. Well, this is a bunch enough. of hard. What about some head it's, stuff? No, no, I got. Well, that's where I go. That's where I go to. I tell you, if there was one, let me backtrack. If there was one, if the Ravens show up, I could see the Texans. Losing by by fourteen in that game and saying, "Good job, young men. You had a good season, uh, but the big boys are here in the AFC and we're the Baltimore Ravens." That would be the one where I say, "Eh, I could see nine and a half being okay." I just think at some point the Chiefs, the, the drop passes and everything, it's got to catch up to them. And yeah, I they think don't if they, catch the ball. I think if they didn't play Buffalo the Dolphins, does have some injuries. Oh no, Buffalo has tons of injuries. Their defense. I mean, they have a couple. I don't know who's going to be their starting linebacker core. I will on, say what's Sunday. unique about Buffalo and Kansas City in this cycle is like. They both have a running back. They both have a run game. I mean, James mm-hmm. Cook was huge for them yeah. last week, and it's been great for them this yeah. season. Finally kind of, you know, reaching that stage of where they drafted him. And Pacheco for the Chiefs. You know, I just love how angry he runs. Yeah, no Jerick McKinnon for them. Uh, we have to remember that. I need to look up Diggs' numbers as well. But I think we're all just – we're going chalk. I, I, know. I don't, And Gabe Davis, didn't he miss last week's game? His availability, yeah, I think will certainly Chalk's matter. Chalk's not going to hit. It's just not. It did. You well, know, we almost got chalk in round one, I, right? I, I know, which was crazy. Five six, crazy from a home I game. I was stunned by it. Standpoint. Uh, all right, in a few, we'll do the pop quiz. Three one seven two three nine ten seventy. That'll be a golf expo tickets coming up for this weekend, along with a Jiffy Lube oil tra- change here on Freebie Friday. So again, give us a call three one seven two three nine ten seventy for that. Before it. Morning Checkdown. The Morning Checkdown. Brought to you by the Barbasol Horizon League Basketball Championships. March starts here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, March 11th and 12th. Yeah, let's start with the Pacers. Winners last night, 126-121. The Pacers improved to 24-17 and on the season. Over 500 on the road, by the way, KB. 11-9 on the year. 25 points for Ben Matherin. He talked post-game on winning with so many guys out. Uh, big time, like you said. You know, we were short of a lot of guys on the team tonight. Um, you know, I feel like the guys... Who didn't play as much, you know, the past couple of games pretty much uh, step up. You know, Jay Walk, uh, Ben Shep, you know, and the rest of the guys. So it was good to have him. It was good to have him. Boy, Matherin always has such a serious tone. <laughs> Smile, young man. It's like he. I wouldn't know what he was John at Malik Monk about. That's what I wouldn't know. <laughs> there are times after a game where Jeremiah Johnson will talk to him and I'm like, is he going to bite JJ's head off? <laughs> He's such a competitor. I'm thinking back to Mark. You love him. He, Look at you. Mark, remember when he, uh, what, what, what it, did he wish me like a happy fandom or something? What, was it a birthday? Yeah, I'm convinced he didn't know that you were like 
a thirty-something-year-old man. He thought it was like a was it a cameo? Kid. Well, it no, wasn't a no, cameo. It was a post game. Like had whatever. Had him record a video. And Mark is so true. Like you would have thought that I was whatever. You know, some twelve-year-old kid. Yeah, ten-year-old. Hey, little Kevin. And I'm like, oh boy, this is so damn embarrassing. <laughs> Well, that's nice. I got to find it. I got to dig it out. I, it's it's in the archive if somewhere. If you find but yeah. it, we'll have to play that later. My favorite win of the season last night: Matherin, incredible. Uh, DJ McConnell, such a treasure. Uh, just a great, great win. And again, it's kind of stealing one in games you've squandered at home this season. I thought last night was a reverse of that, and we'll see tonight. There are some reports out there. Pascal Siakam will be giving it a go again. Ten o'clock, Portland. We'll see about Halliburton. See about Siakam. But certainly, who would have thought a Friday night game in Portland might be <laughs> might be juicy? Very appointment Let's television go. for the Pacers. Hey, what's good, Kevin? Thank you for your support. Harry, you're a big fan of the Pacers. Um, I'm here, you know, supporting you. You support me, and I'm really excited. You know, I'm really excited for the season, and uh, looking forward to do some damage and get some wins. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. He definitely thought you were not a 30 year old man. They also just said say something because you know I thought he did a great job. No, he did a good job, but but he's not supporting you at all. You're doing all the supporting. He listens daily, right? He's like Chris Ballard. He's a P1 listener. He listens Danny reads. It's like he got a cameo request. Like, all right, I'll do this real quick. Who's this guy? Okay, Kevin. Hey, you're a big fan. I'm a big fan of you. That's all it was. Yeah, I like that. Good for you. It was so embarrassing. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think locally. God. If I if I had one of the local teams do that for like me oh, or Mark, do you have man. anyone that, that I could even think of? I don't, I don't even know. Chuck Pagano too gave you a shout out yesterday. I love you, KB. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I still got a text, Chuck, about that. Uh, all right, tonight in Madison, the Hoosiers are a ten and a half point underdog against the Badgers. Andy, I've said it all morning, quite the visual for our audience. I've talked a lot about my hair on top of my head. How about the hair uh, on my armpits? Uh, that's the last time Indiana has won in Wisconsin is when I was hairless uh, on my armpits. 1998. Who do you think the leading score was for IU? Oh, in that man, game? I was going to ask you. Come on, Scotty. Scotty's Scotty, in here. He should know he's got the IU hat and sweatshirt today. If anyone's going to know, it's going to be him. still around in 98? He was gone? Luke Wrecker. Oh, man, that's a good one. Too early for Luke? Already transferred? No, no I think I, Wrecker, Wrecker was there, I believe. I'm looking at the 98-99 Hoosiers. So, uh, Wrecker, Fife. Oh, Fife. Gu- Guyton was still there as a junior. Gosh. Hornsby was a red shirt. Our guy, Kirk Haston. Jared Odell. Tom Geyer. That is how long it has been since Indiana has won at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, again, I would say easily the pleasant surprise of the Big Ten season this year. They were 5-0 and in the conference. They did lose at Penn State this week, which was uh, very puzzling. Penn State is not good at basketball this season. Ten and a half points, Andy Sweeney. Are you that desperate to touch it? Uh, no. No, I'm not. I would go Wisconsin. Even though I haven't seen too much of Wisconsin, uh, I would go with them. Our coverage on IBC at 730. Robbie Hummel on that call tonight on Fox Sports 1. So I'm sure Indiana fans will be complaining about that on Twitter tonight at about 9 o'clock. Haven't seen enough Wisconsin. Seen plenty of IU. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's enough. Right there. Well I mean, I, even, if they, even if they kept it close, you just feel 
feel like there's no chance they're actually winning, right? Purdue at Iowa tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Purdue rolled them in December. Huge first half, up 21 at halftime. Zach Eady, 25 and 12 for that one. Iowa has played pretty uh, much better basketball You can here. see that one being close, As right? Of Coming Certainly. off the IU win. Uh, Iowa hits a bunch of threes, maybe, and, honestly, and keeps that close. Might be a first one to 80 type of Could feel be. with Iowa. And then Butler to Paul must win for the Bulldogs as they have been on a recent skid. Yeah, the only other two things I had, Bill O'Brien, uh, the offensive coordinator now at Ohio State, that kind of an interesting move, and the uh, super sexy Cliff Kingsbury interviewing for the Bears' OC position. I did, oh I did tell my, my wife, like my, my wife Are those knows two who, ends of sexy there well, from an offensive coaching standpoint? Agreed. My wife, um, she knows who Cliff Kingsbury is. I'll put it that way, and I said, honey, you know, we're closer to Chicago. He might only be a couple hours up the road, you know? Well, Cliff. Mark, Whoa. if you guys can get on Hard Knocks, and we can get Mrs. Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Okay. I'll, I'll try. I'll do my damnedest. I'll go stand outside Hallis Hall. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, I feel that way about the Combine staying in Indianapolis. Uh, 2025. That was the announcement yesterday from Visit Indy. It's been here since 87. So the NFL Combine will continue to be in Indy for at least another two years. Uh, this year's version of it, late February and March, we'll be over there at the Convention Center. Uh, coming up for the first big event of the NFL offseason. But great to see the NFL putting greed on the back burner for now. <laughs> At least for another year. And continuing to reward our great city for the effort that it has produced for the better part of three decades. All right, it is time for a pop quiz. 317-239-1070 for that. Uh, Indie Golf Expo tickets, freebie Friday. Jiffy- Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The boil change also coming Have you studied? Can you handle the pressure? Sharpen your pencils. It's time for the pop quiz with KB and Andy. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, Indiana's favorite oil change since 1985. All right, so it's a freebie Friday. We finally get uh, to our pop quiz. I told you, I saw Scotty yesterday. He's like, "Are we going to get to it?" I go, "I think, I think on Friday we're going to be good." So uh, we have a full bank of calls. So we have the Jiffy Lube oil change. We have uh, is it two tickets or four tickets to the Indy Golf Expo? Pair of tickets. Pair of tickets, which is fantastic. But you guys during the break have been deep into old Indiana box yeah, uh-huh. scores. So, right. so do we this have an, do we have an an answer on the 1998 Indiana basketball team? We do. The last time Indiana won in Madison. Madison, January 25th, 1998. I was nine years old. Um, the leading score, we had kind of debated this. I threw out Guyton, maybe Wrecker. Close. Andre Patterson. What a big night. 23-12 and 12 Wow. for him. The second half, Indiana outscores Wisconsin 
20 or excuse me 43 to 30. AJ Guyton had 13. Michael Lewis, the pride of Ball State with 9. Luke Recker had 7 in that one. And one of my favorite names and families in all of college basketball for Wisconsin, Dwayne Dwayne had four <laughs> points in 14 minutes. That's the pride of Bloomington North. Is that right, Scotty? The Dwayne family? You remember Queth Dwayne on the Syracuse national title team with Carmelo? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I Jerry do. McNamara, yeah, Queth sure. Dwayne, Craig Fourth down low for them. It's a I'm good looking, team. Looking at the box score, team. no technicals in that game. So, behaved by Robert Montgomery and what? Dick Bennett? Who the hell would have been Wisconsin's coach? Uh, sure. Yeah, I guess. I have no idea. I have no idea. You're out of my with, um, late late 90s Wisconsin basketball. Not in my wheelhouse. Hate to top, tell you. Top to tell songs you. in the country back then. <laughs> Candle in the Wind by Elton John. It's all about the Benjamins by Puff Daddy uh, and the family. Hell yeah. That was a big one. Janet Jackson was up there. Well, I, I could listen to a lot of this music, honestly. Here, <laughs> well, I know I know several people that are you know they they've stopped since about 1998. That's about the last oh, time some, they updated their firmware. Say Indiana basketball has well, stopped at moments. Some Shania Twain, you're still the one. Savage Garden, truly medley deeply. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, wow, makes look so at much that. sense because I was going. I, I went to the school where my mom taught elementary wise. So yeah, I had to listen to all that music going in in the morning. So yeah, this is checking out totally. <laughs> 19 straight losses, by the way. They obviously Oof. don't meet every single oh. year. They need one this time. 19 straight losses for Indiana at Wisconsin. Yeah, if, if, if it did break tonight, it would just be, think of how many good or great teams Indiana has had. Now, you know, at least solid teams, tournament teams that have lost if they won tonight with this team. Now, yeah, I said anyway, I wouldn't we can go down on. this path, but for some reason I am. Okay. Tonight would mean more for Indiana's resume than beating Purdue on Tuesday. Yes. And I know that is a... Such a yeah, dumb, it would. outlandish, stupid comment. Kevin, they just got steamrolled at home against their rival. Just shut the hell up. Who cares about Indiana's yeah, resume Indiana, right now? Indiana fans would not pick that. But but that's not it, what it, you you're know, saying. That's not what you're asking. quad one win would mean more. Now, again, they need a ton in this sort of department to even get back to bubble conversation. But I just thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, well, you're very nice to do so. Uh <laughs> All right, do you want to pick the call or do, or, uh, do you want me to do it? We have a full uh, bank here on this here? freebie Friday. Uh, Pacers have won three without Halliburton, yeah. right? Three yeah. and two without him. Let's go with caller three, Mark Dykton. All right, Gary. Hey, Gary. What's going on, fellas? Gary, how you doing on this Friday morning? I'm doing well, actually. I, I usually listen to you guys a lot earlier, but I got a late start today, so... Here we go. How's the driving? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, can we get a commute update from you, Gary? Uh, actually, I am. I uh, work down in Franklin, so I'm on on the highway heading down now, passing uh, Worthville Road. How uh, how's it look? How how have the roads been for you? It's not too bad, actually. High, highways are not bad at all. It's a side injury. Yeah. Okay. Good to hear. Right, good to hear. Well, it does good. sound like uh, people are saying the sun's out. So, again, we don't have windows in the studio, so we're at the mercy. <laughs> if we have, uh, we, it might be snowing, dumping snow yes. out there. We would re- literally have no idea. Of people telling us, Gary, I'm going to be out at the Golf Expo, I think, tomorrow. I think I'll bring the family out there, uh, whether they like it or not. Um, so, uh, look forward to that. Congrats on winning that pair of tickets and the Jiffy Lube oil change. Andy Sweeney, toss one Gary's All right, way. let's go. Let's uh, let's get a winner and feel good about ourselves here on this Friday. All right, question number one. The Jim Harbaugh Tour of NFL 
coaching openings continues this week with the Michigan coach talking with, uh, of course, the Atlanta Falcons, the Chargers as well. Harbaugh played four seasons with the Colts before being traded away in February of 1998. To which team did the Colts trade Harbaugh? Was it the Carolina Panthers, the Baltimore Ravens, the San Diego Chargers, or the Detroit Lions? Leave the Chargers. I feel like I've pulled up the wrong pop quiz here. I have, I have a Purdue and Nebraska Uh-oh. football pop quiz. You want to throw number two at him, yeah, too? Am, am I in the I right one, Scotty? All yeah, right. you're in the right one. All right, question number two. Oh, is this Pacers-Kings? Yeah. Yes. All right, all right, I got it yeah, now. Yeah, you, you got to do Scotty, this one. for the help here. Uh, Gary, apologies on that. The Pacers beat the Kings last night in Sacramento. The Kings have been in Sacramento since 1985, but are one of the original NBA teams. Did we just talk about this college? I think we did. Which of the following cities was not a home for the current Kings franchise? Gary, was it Kansas City, Rochester, Cincinnati, or Syracuse? Oh, boy. I did not hear it earlier. Um, let's go with um, Cincinnati. Yeah, certainly um, one of their coaches hung on for dear life for a lot of years, right? <laughs> I, th- I thought he had the coach in waiting in 1998, frankly. Uh, question number three. What did he say? I didn't well, hear him. He said, Cincinnati. he said Cincinnati. Are you sure, Gary? I was wondering if you wanted to help him out at all. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, Kansas City, Rochester, or Syracuse? Shoot. Let's go Kansas City. Question number three. Last week, this NBA team became the first to, to lose. Tired from to lose. Up late last night. Uh, you have to be tired. I can't believe you did it. Last week, this NBA team became the first to lose multiple games by 60 or more points in its franchise's history. Their first loss by 60-plus points was a 65-point beatdown by the Pacers in 1998. Is it the Detroit Pistons? The Houston Rockets, the Portland Trail Blazers, or the Toronto Raptors? Uh, let's go Portland Trail Blazers. Nice. Gary, do you work in Franklin? Yes, I do. You, yep. ever, you ever play the Legends Golf Course? I actually played there right before it got cold. Yes, really? Sir. Nice, nice. Got some great memories over the Legends Golf Course. Used to host the state final. Shout out to Ted Bishop and company over there. All right, number four here, Gary. When the NFL and the AFL merged in 1970, the new NFL consisted of 26 teams. Of those 26 teams, only two have never won either an AFL, an NFL, or a Super Bowl championship. Name the only current AFC team in existence in 1970 with no championships. Would that be the Bengals, the Titans, the Bills, or the Chargers? Boy, they were close a few years ago. Yes, they were. I'm going to say the Bengals. They get a big penalty late in that game. A linebacker, right? Big pass interference Mm -hmm. penalty on Cooper Cup. Mm Mm-hmm. Good job, Gary. All right, question number five. Name the only current NFC team in existence in 1970 with no championship. So we're doing the same thing on the NFC side, okay? Name the only current NFC team in existence in 1970 with no championships. Is it Vikings, Falcons, Lions, or Cardinals? Well, I want to say um, 
Lions. <laughs> um, I'm going with Detroit. They ain't won nothing. <laughs> Not bad, Gary. Well, you got two or three. Not bad. Yeah, the middle ones better cover there. He did. Gary, stay on the line here. It's a freebie, it is a freebie Friday, 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 so you're gonna get a whole lot here. Um, so the two he got right was what? Trailblazers and the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, those are the only two. Uh, question number one was, you know, Harbaugh, where did he get traded? Colts to whom in 1998? That was the Baltimore Ravens for a third round and a fourth round pick in that 1998 draft. <laughs> Gary, stay on the line. Sounds like the road's getting a little better here, and I believe the snow is supposed to stop here later this morning. So I do think from a high school sports, whatever your activities are here on a Friday night, pretty good. You know, when I think about weather like this, Andy, I think to a month from now, and I'm like, can we please get good all-star weekend weather? Man, that's a great point. Yeah, I, know, I, I think of I know that, we got glorious I know, Super it's Bowl It's February, weather, I and know. And we probably don't deserve it based <laughs> off what happened during Super Bowl week, but... Boy. No, we do deserve it. It's okay. You know, my worst time is not even that, although I hope you're right, in February. It's when we get to March and we're like, we're done and we want to move on. And then it's just that last week or two of cold in the middle of March. And it's like, can't we just move oh, yeah. on? Sectional weather, right? Come on. It's sectional yeah. basketball well, it's, sec- it's sectional weather. It wasn't Easter jammed in there somewhere around late March, too. Come on. And, you know, we, again, we're going to have stars, you know, spending the night here in, in, in Indy for multiple nights. We need good weather. Try to continue to entice them to come to Indianapolis and play with uh, the one Tyrese Halliburton. All right, we'll do it one final time here. Close it out. The wake-up call. All right, final segment of the week. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Everyone, obviously, stay safe. You can take it slow today with the roads. A a busy, busy weekend. Of course, the Pacers back in action tonight at 10 o'clock, 9.30. Our coverage right here on the fan. IU, Purdue, Butler, a busy, busy weekend. The Bowens are going to be out at the Indy Golf Expo. So uh, you'll be signing autographs, I'm sure, at some point, taking pictures, kissing babies. You go, okay? I was going to say, how long is the family is the family going to be okay with that? You get 30 minutes out there? Are they going to be okay? I think, I think there are some kid-related activities, okay. I believe, at the Indy Golf Expo. Okay. But, yeah, Maddie's I'm, I'm looking, looking for the open bar. <laughs> That's what I would be looking for. Uh, there's no doubt. So we have a lot. You want to play this clip real quick? We have like three, four minutes here. We didn't play this all week, but it's really funny. You actually feel bad for this reporter. And I'm not, I don't think I do. Uh, I so there was a. It's because I have a heart and I you know. don't. I guess there was a news reporter who asked Tom. Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, you know, about the conditions, the winter conditions in Detroit. Of course, Detroit has a dome and they play in the dome. Uh, but let's go ahead and play that sound the last couple minutes of today's show. Forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we've seen it got to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and 
we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> God, God bless Todd Bowles for how he handled this. This is awkward. Bowles is so nice. How many other coaches probably you know, would have been so bad? Todd Bowles' reaction there reminds me of, remember when we talked about that IEPY basketball game where the fan tried to check into the game oh, yeah. and how Matt Crenshaw, the head coach, a big win by the by the Jags, by the way, over Fort Wayne the other night, oh, uh, how he handled that. Like I, it, <laughs> He just ushered the gentleman. With, right. Put his arm around him uh-huh. and just ushered him off Again, the floor. Again, when you get into awkward moments, how do you <laughs> quietly, discreetly make it less awkward? And you know what really is just cringeworthy about the question? She kept on going on and on. Oh, yeah. And everyone and everyone knew that oh. she didn't know. And at the end, she, she nailed it at the end. How do you endure? How do you perform? In those conditions. And, and where I feel bad is, again, she's the news reporter coming to... Now, you would like to think, come on now, do a little bit of homework on that end. You do know we play indoors, right? Nigga? I'll never forget one year, speaking of Todd Bowles saying, you know, 20 seconds outdoors. The Colts played in Minnesota in December back in 20, I think it was 16. It was negative 18 degrees Ugh. on that Sunday morning. And walking from the bus into the stadium, it, that is the coldest moment. Of my life. Is and, it and really? Was, okay. You remember right. the Vikings played that playoff game outside? Oh, I do. I do remember that. Yeah, when they were building their stadium. The Seahawks kicker like shanked one from like 25 <laughs> yards to who lose would, the game. Was that like Hauschka? Who, who would that have been I back then? I can't I'm remember. Trying to imagine if Kevin asked Chuck Pagano that question. <laughs> I love your KB, but <laughs> damn. It can happen. Listen, it can happen. I would say this. I would feel bad for given that you know I moved markets if, if you're new to the market. But if you've been there for 10 years now. Pacers, Trailblazers tonight at 10 o'clock. Siakam, Halliburton, question marks. Everybody, thanks for listening all week. Have a great weekend.